Bada boom, bada bang, party people. Welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies, but this one's got a spin because we are brought to you specifically today by Colorblind Designs. You've heard me talk about it. You've seen it on my Instagram. You've seen it on my Facebook. You've seen it everywhere. The tactical six-pack that not only keeps your beer cold, not only makes you look cool, but makes the people around you so fucking jealous they don't know what to do except for beg for one. You don't have to. All you have to do is follow me on Instagram at Talking During Movies, and you're gonna see this beautiful little person that also I follow called at Colorblind Design. And that man is Scott, and he is going to hook you up. Do you want a plain ammo can with some holes in it? Do you want to go tactical with a magnetic paint and a bottle opener and your custom design? What do you want? He's gonna give it to you. Jay, I don't drink beer. What can I do? I just like red wine. You're in luck. He makes shit for wine too, okay? This man is a wizard with metal. He would have been the Cirque du Soleil of wood, but he went the metal route. And in going the metal route, he is crushing designs all around the world. Jay, I don't drink. I like to picnic. Then guess what you do? You buy a first class ticket and you fly Scott out and then he welds you the dopest fucking picnic table you ever seen. And then guess what he does? Flies his happy ass home with a nice big check from you. So thank you, Scott from Colorblind Design. I greatly appreciate you. This show is gonna be a little bit different, folks. We're not actually doing a movie. This is story time. So Scott was kind enough to bring me up to Redding, California with a bunch of his friends on a boat to do some shows and all sorts of other shit, having a lot of fun. And he decided that to make life more challenging and fun, he would park us in a third world country where I can't even get fucking cell phone reception. I had to climb up a goddamn mountain so that I could just tell my kid hello. But it also brought us closer together in many ways. Some sexual, some not so sexual. Some just through food. We all gotta cook for each other. We all gotta drink with each other. We all gotta have fun. And tonight, I'm blessed to have four other gentlemen with me and we're gonna do a little spin on something. It's called story time. So I'm gonna introduce you to the people. They're gonna say hello. I'm gonna bring up a topic. They're gonna bring up a topic. And as they do, then we are gonna tell our stories around that topic. So moving from my right to left, because I know you guys like visuals because this is a podcast and not a movie. We've got our man, Horse. He's actually Nick, we have Horse, David, we got Scott, and we got Eric. And I mean, listen, if Eric and I get married, it's fine. Don't judge, all right? But just don't tell my wife either. It's all good. So with that said, 
that's the scenario. That's what we're working with. That's how we're going to have fun today. I appreciate you guys. I love all the numbers. I love everything that's happening. I cannot thank you enough. Let's start this party and the first question. And I will start this off and I'm going to work from my right to left. Start with my man horse is who was and what happened the first time you came? I mean, dead air is kind of a dead thing on podcast, so you're just going to jump right in and start talking. <laughs> Fireworks. That's an aggressive question. Okay. Still a question. All the motherfuckers are going to answer. Who's the first one to make you come? Was it you? Was it a right hand or a left hand? Was there spin involved? I remember the first time I brushed my teeth when I was about 13, and I felt the smoothness, veltiness of crest across my gums and my lips and I thought I could jerk off to this and I forgot about the minty freshness and I about burnt the tip of my dick off. But that's me. We're here about you right now. How did you come the first time? So I may have been a late bloomer um, but when I was a freshman in high school I dated a senior and she had this little red car. Like a little red Corvette? Are we, are, we, are, we, are we Prince fans at this time? No. Okay. Corolla. It's <laughs> Little Red Corolla. It was it not. Does not have the same dance as Little no, Red Corvette. No, no, and Toyota is still pissed about it. I don't know what it was, but it's definitely not in the Corvette category. Okay. Were you in the car? Were you outside of the car? Did you come in your pants on her? We were in the car. Okay. Uh, probably around the corner from my parents' house. Uh. Her dad was a sheriff. Okay, so handcuffs were involved. This is exciting. I really like where this is going. Could have been involved. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Was it her hand or your hand? Uh, her mouth. Her mouth? Wow, you come out of the gates hot. You're just like, I'm going to come the first time I do the mouth. It wasn't asked mouth. Well, you're a gentleman. And you're classy. David, first time orgasm. Were you with someone? Were you by yourself? Yeah, I was by myself. I mean, first time I can remember. Anyway, it was... Uh, now, the adage is always <laughs> with guys is the stiff sock. Have you ever actually come in a sock? or No. No. See, I, I've never met anyone that has. No. Well, we're going to get to you in a second. You know what <laughs> raising your hand. Yeah, no. Like this yeah, it, was a, it was a shower. Goddamn shower. 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 Yeah. This is why I jerked off so much in the shower as a kid that when it rained, I got a boner. <laughs> I'm losing so many future guests. <laughs> Scott. So, so first off, super weird to hear about my brother's first time. Because <laughs> you guys weren't together. It was not together. I was not a part of that. So growing up, we used to have a shower together, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were saving water. Exactly. If there was a saving drought. Water. There was definitely a drought. California, man. No, my first time was by myself, uh, just in the backyard, and just was like, I'm going to do it on this tree. Put it on a bush. Solid. Yeah. Put it on a bush. <laughs> Which is, by the way, it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> Put it on a bush. Was he practicing to hit the bush the next time? How disappointed was Scott when bushes went away? <laughs> and he's like, how do I come now? <laughs> I can't come down. There's no bush. Where am I going to put it? I'm not on the bush. On Clinton's. And she's like, have you seen my face? And he's like, I'm a gentleman. Please. 
please. He wasted all, all that right. time practicing. Now, my one of my favorite people, because I just like to say outrageous shit, just to watch his face work on my body. Eric, the first time you came, how was it? What happened? So it was definitely alone, and I know you mentioned the stiff sock. I was definitely one of those guys. You did jerk off in a sock. I did. Was it yours? Maybe. Sock? I'm not sure. It was a sock. It was, was it a, a sock. tube sock? It might have been. Well, but it was blurred lines, uh, porn, because I was too poor to afford anything else. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely a tube sock. And I may or may not have been in my room and uh, just enjoying myself. So the reason I ask this question is years ago, I was living in Portland, Oregon, and I, I worked with this kid named Chris. And I got a, we were, we, I, I worked as a regular job in PR from nine to five, and then I would go manage a bar from seven until two in the morning. And uh, Chris worked with me in the PR for me. And we're hanging out, we're having a good time, and one night I get him super fucked up at the bar. And we're just hanging out, we're having a good time. And he goes, hey man, I gotta tell you something. This is super funny, but you can't tell anyone. And I was like, your secret is safe with me. <laughs> until now. Until <laughs> five minutes after you told me the story. And he goes, so Chris and his parents, man, they had this dope house in Portland. It was like four stories. And the top story was like this crow's nest loft. And it had a, it had a, you know, a living room and a bedroom. And it kind of had a lot of stuff up there. And blurred line porns. He runs upstairs and he's hanging out and he's waiting for dinner. And he's flipping the channels. He gets the blurred line porns. He sees something. Drops trow and he's just, he's jerking off. His mom comes up, opens the door to let him know it's dinner time. He hears his mom coming up. He's a smart guy. He throws a blanket over his lap, not realizing that his underwear and jeans are around his ankles. And his shins are naked. And so his mom walks up and she's like, hey, dinner's... You know what? Uh, when you want to have... You, know, you can eat whatever. It's fine. We'll see you at breakfast. We'll see you at breakfast. <laughs> And he didn't understand why his mom was acting so weird until he looked down. He's like, oh, wait, I've got my underwear and pants at my ankles. My shins are naked, and I've just got a rock-hard boner. He's like, but please don't tell anyone. I'm like, dude, your secret is 100% unsafe with me. Not true. Not true. Literally, he's talking to some girls. and like, you need to hear about the time he got caught jerking off. And he's like, I swear to God, why would you tell this story? And I'm like, I'm not telling it. You're going to tell it because it's your story. So relatable. So, so relatable. <laughs> Nothing safe with me. And, and folks, if you listen to the podcast, you know I speak out of school quite often, usually on religion and politics and things I know nothing about because I like to pretend I'm smart. It's just fun. But on these cases, you know, this is this is story time. It's story time. So now I'm going to move from my left around. We, I'm going to start with do, Eric because... Hold on. Did we hear about yours? Oh, you want to hear about mine? Yeah. We would love to hear about yours. So uh, it was in Whitefish, Montana. Uh, we lived in uh, Clearwater, it was a 1710 Clearwater Ave, it was a two-story wood home, and I found the lingerie section of JCPenney, and I'd never seen that before, and it was, it was pretty nice, because I like to read about the details, because prior to that, and you young people around the table won't know this, and you young people listening won't know this, but there was a wonderful magazine called Penthouse Forum, where there's no pictures and it's just story time. And a guy would be like, so there I am, hanging out. And I see this girl who's delivering pizzas and she's like, well, did, you, did you order a pizza? And he's like, I ordered a pizza. She's like, great, would you like to butt fuck? And he's like, 
I actually would love to butt fuck. And then they fuck, and he's like, penthouse form. And they, and it was like Dear Abby, but the guys would ride in and be like, this is what happened to me. And the greater the detail, the better. So then I would look at the lingerie, and then I would read the side columns, and I'd get really turned on when I'd find crotchless panties or snap crotch panties. And then I was like, oh shit, Like this, that's a dirty bitch right there. Like, oh, she's DTF, let's have some fun. Always a good time. So that's where it first happened. And then uh, my dad grabbed me a couple weeks later and he's like, hey son, can we talk? And I was like, sure, and he was blind drunk. And he goes, listen, I don't care if you touch your dick. You're a kid. You're a moron, you're a kid. You're gonna touch your dick, you're a boy. Can you not do it in the catalog your mom shops from? Because when you glue the pages together, it gets real awkward for <laughs> So there you go. So good. So, you know. And if you guys want to email in your stories about the first time you came, if you'd like can to I, can, I ex- can I explain the first time I see my dog? <coughs> Masturbate? I thought you were going to give your email address so they could send you their stories. Oh, no, I don't want this. But <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Folks, if you're wondering, Scott's dog is on TikTok, and oddly enough, his dog loves to jerk off. It's a weird thing. It's also awkwardly cute, and at the same time, if you're watching it on TikTok while dropping your kid off at school, you will be asked to leave school grounds. If you'd like to see it, he's at Bruno's Daily Stroke on TikTok. Bruno's Daily Stroke on TikTok. Now, have you ever seen your, I've seen your dog touch his dick. Has there been a moment where he's glued his own eyes shut? He's finished. He's finished. He's finished. Which I didn't know a dog who was neutered could finish until I had to look it up because there was stuff left everywhere. I really find it fascinating that your world revolves around making awesome metal work and Googling if neutered dogs can come. You have to figure these things out. There comes a time you have to figure that out and then you have to explain to your 12 year old why he's got to wipe his dog's dick. Because there's, I mean, CPS, because there's CPS. You don't need to call when he says when your twelve year old wipe his dog's dick. He's not when your twelve year old says, "Dad, why is there pudding on Bruno's dick?" I'm like, just fucking wipe it. Just clean it. Just <laughs> and then question. and then hey, remember in, in fifth grade when you had sex ed? Yeah. The hot. The Let's hot, go back to that. The hot new German single, <laughs> "Putting on Bruno's Dick." Also. Not to mention... Also, also, Bill Cosby's new stand-up routine. He's touring with it. Not to mention that that fucking dog will just go to town while staring you dead in the eye. I'll tell you what. Bruno's an interesting dog, and he really does love his dick. I know this because he was barking at someone, so I picked him up, and I thought it'd be cute to blow in his belly, and he slid his body up, and I gave him a (laughs) blowjob. Yes, yes, you did. Yes. (laughs) Three minutes into meeting Bruno, his dick was in Jason's mouth. What do you mean? I will say he stopped barking, so... <laughs> Problem solved. Hey, Cesar Milan, why don't you take some notes? Okay? Why don't you call me about your barking dog problem? Because maybe I don't have to go and smack a dog instead. Maybe you just blow that dog, and then it stops fucking barking. Okay? You know what I am? Problem solver. Yeah, I don't have all the letters past my name, but I'm still attacking the world in a new way, and I'm opening new doors. And the fact... That Caesar Milan doesn't blow dogs to have them stop barking shows his ineptness of problem solving. He's really focused on a couple of things, and I'm a broader individual. I like to go to new places. 
I want to understand the dog at a molecular level. Did he come in my mouth? No. Did Scott's kids have to clean up pudding from the dick? Probably. Okay? But I didn't have to taste the cum. And did he stop barking? Yes, he did. Did Scott's other dog, Bailey, start barking at me incessantly, wondering if it's going to get its dick sucked? 100%. And I had to remind Bailey, it's a female dog. I can't do that. So I licked her ass. And guess what? She loved it. She was so impressed. She stopped barking. If you have a dog barking problem, whether it's your neighbor's dog or it's your dog, before you spend thousands of dollars with Caesar Milan and his VHS or Betamax tapes from eBay, why don't you try sucking your dog's dick or licking its asshole? Why don't you why don't you get engaged with your dog? Why would you pass your dog off to someone else? Like they're an awful stepchild. Love your dog the way you love yourself. You know how good it is and what it means to you. I can't believe. Do you, do you know how many? Do you know how many? Do you know how There's how many, a rape that's gonna. Like, like, wrong so word. many. Well, hold on. So wrong many. Wrong word. Wrong word. <laughs> so many people just hit stop. Well, they didn't just stop because no, no. there's. I, first of all, hashtag dog lovers is gonna be in the description. Don't you worry. That's right. That's right. I do love that your brother is like I would. I would like to help move a mattress with a bunch of men to sleep on. Versus, 100%. versus, versus he's versus out. This conversation. This is a horrible experience. That was yeah. That was good, man. But Jason, I feel like you're an innovator. Well, I just I want to approach problems differently. That's and right. The fact that you would you rather lose your voice yelling at your dog, or would you just rather suck its dick? I'd rather lose my voice yelling at my dog. See, and you know what? That's the attitude that keeps us. With gasoline cars, when Elon Musk is trying to put us into the future that's with why electric Caesar, cars. That's why Caesar Milan keeps going. That's right. You know what? Caesar Milan is McCarthyism. And here I am with AOC holding hands, sucking dogs' dicks, just trying to keep just a quiet, beautiful world. Straight okay? to the problem solving. You, you got to hit them where they love it. And where they love it is the booty and the dick because they're animals. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm saying if your dog's barking a lot, maybe they're trying to tell you something. It works. Like, if you're a married couple and your dog has seen you getting a blowjob, don't you think it wants to know what that is? Because when you're eating a hamburger, that little motherfucker runs up and he's like, I think I would like that burger. And you're like, well, you should try some. So you give the dog a little piece of your burger, your french fries, but you also will let it watch you, your wife suck your, or husband suck your dick, and at the same time, you won't do the same for your dog. Do you see the discrepancy now, you judgmental cunts? Of course you do. So, before you blow your dog, Eric has a question to ask the group. See, these are called hard left turns in the podcast. That was a definitely <laughs> a hard left turn for sure. Uh, What's the question you want to ask the group? It's story time. It is story time. So, on that note, what is the first sexual experience you had, not by yourself, mm-hmm. But with a partner. Where do you want to go? You want right to left, left to right. You want to start with. Scotty? I want to go. I want to go right to left. I want to go with you first. My first sexual experience was with a girl that I had had a crush on uh, since I was in the fifth grade. I won't mention her name. She's a, she's a wonderful person, uh, and so it's, it's a very interesting story. And I would love. To, I hate to do this, and you guys have only this a couple of times. I apologize, audience. There's some of the stuff I, I will politely tell the group offline, and it's just because I don't want to throw. Listen, she's a married woman. She's got lots of kids. She's very successful in her career. And Angela Lansbury could get on the goddamn internet and figure this fucking story out in a hot second. So we're not going to go that way. But I will say, her and I had a great time. It was on my birthday. 
and I remember my pants didn't get all the way down. We were at the base of her bed and she sat on top of me and I got rug burn on my ass and a little bit of rug burn in my asshole. Uh, I'd like to say that it took a while to get that rug burn there, but I'm a ginger, I have sensitive skin and it was my first time, so it was pretty quick. But then she said, you were really good. And I believed her for some unknown reason. Because I was 17. By the way, that's when I lost my virginity, was 17. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Horse. So I'm pretty sure it's back to the same experience. With a red Corolla. Yes. Not a Ferrari. It was not Ferrari. Not, not a, a Corolla. Corvette. But it was not somewhere in the middle. Not a Miata. Maybe a Celica. First of all, first of all, the Toyota Celica was a sexy fucking car. I agree. And if you had the square back end with the nice trunk and the sunroof with the slanted... Did, uh, did she have a nice trunk? Did she have a nice trunk? Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, how, what year was it? What year was it? It was um, 2018. <laughs> it was just around the corner. <laughs> it was just a little bit ago. That's all it was. It was probably about 1998. <laughs> No one had a good ass in 1998 except for Jennifer Lopez. And every other Facts. every other white bitch was like, how do I get that? And people were doing squats and trying to figure it out. That's right. So you, that, oh yeah, it was a blowjob your first time. You're like, you're, you're, you, you decided to take nine experiences and look at one girl and go, let's do them all. Well, I mean. Was John Mayer's Your Body's a Wonderland, was that a song at the time? What music was playing in the car when you lost your virginity? Quite honestly, don't know. The car was definitely parked around the corner from my parents' house, though. Well, I, st- I in a in a dark <coughs> corner. How of the dark? Street. Like how dark was it? Where your horniness thought it was dark, and how dark legitimately was it? Because horny dark is like I believe that it's dark, and then legitimate dark is like it's dark outside. No, it's and those are two different darknesses. It was totally. down at the end of the block where there's only one house over there. In case you're wondering, until man, in case you're wondering, is that in case you're wondering. The background noise is a man in pajama pants. Okay? They're sexy pajama pants. On a houseboat. Rogers. On a houseboat. Rogers. There's only one man I know that would wear bring pajama pants onto a houseboat trip. Mr. Sexy Rogers. Royers. Royers. Here we go. David, where'd you lose your virginity at, Oh, yeah, no. So I was uh, at a house, uh, house what was party. His name? Uh, his name was uh, Steve. <laughs> no, I don't remember. It was, it was a one night. I, I don't remember what her Stone name Stone Cold? Was. Um. I played baseball and we had a, a team party and everybody was drinking and girls were over and whatnot and uh, yeah we I burned my hands that night on pizza taken out of the oven ended up in a bedroom um, there was more than her in there but other people were you in there. are too handsome to get a pity fuck for burnt hands no it wasn't <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like he's going towards a threesome here there, there was there was only two of us in the bed but there was more than that in the room um, and then yeah woke up the next morning was like okay snuck out and that was it that was it that was Scott? it mine is way sadder than that uh, um, way sadder way sadder no. yeah I was way older uh, how old were you I was 21 21 Super late. I mean, let's talk to your parents about legal ages when you're like, <laughs> you can drink and fuck at 21. He's like, in the brain. Got it, mom. Yeah, no, it was, uh, here, here's That's the problem. It. Here's the problem is I didn't really date through high school. I had a couple girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I got out of high school, I, I got a girlfriend who was super into church, and 
obviously then I'm gonna follow suit because that's what she was doing. Sure. And then it just never really worked out with okay. us. And then we ended up going camping one time. We went camping at Stony Ford and we were in a tent and the stars aligned. Things got weird. Things got weird and then did she cried. Did they align? They aligned and then she cried. And then... Did you cry with her? I didn't. I felt, did you hold her I, No, I felt, I felt good about it. She cried. Then it, yes, please. Then, then, then it turns out that she cried because she realized she was lesbian. <laughs> well, so I mean, that's you know, the story you've been talking about. Yeah. Now it that's makes the story. Sense. Now, yeah, I'm sorry. Sense. Did you say thespian? I did not say thespian. She okay. was, she was not into the. Uh, well, she yeah, I guess she acted because she tried to play straight. There you go. But no, she was a lesbian, and uh, yeah, yeah. Eric, you asked the question. I did ask the I question. I turn the floor to you now, sir. Uh, of this group, I kind of now feel like I am I'm a terrible person. I was 15. And you cried? I might have cried. Is, is, cried. It, is this the start of a Garth Brooks song where he's singing about her with her weathered hands and working on the farm? It might be. It might be. But no, I was 15. She was a little bit older. She was 16. And okay. uh, I think I was a freshman in high school maybe eighth grade okay it got weird but yeah uh true story my parents were downstairs when it happened tried to be as quiet as we could close the door to my bedroom it didn't last long i'm not gonna lie yeah it well, was very quick it never does for the first time it never does but at 15 it definitely does not last that long wait was she your age or your older sister's age oh no she was older than me but not quite my older sister's age well, I'm glad you, you cleared that part up because he formed the question like you fucked a sister and you want to know who's the older one. Right. So I'm glad you cleared that up. Right. But, 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 by the way, but, that was that was responsible. But to be fair, I know where Scott's going with this because I'm also I'm also going with this. Our bo my buddy horse over here actually was married to my sister, so that makes it even a weirder question that he asked that question. However, another story, another time. Yes, I was 15. I might have cried. It was magical. It, it, you know. It was great. And, folks, let's be I mean, these are... The thing is, take these questions, sit around with your friends, crack open a couple of drinks, and ask them. Sit down and ask these questions and see the responses. Because, and, and horses, we, we talked about this uh, a little bit throughout the day, is... You're going to get some insight on people and, and, and understand them at a different level and depth because these these are not just fun questions. We get to giggle and laugh and, and we're a little bit embarrassed, but the, it's it's a piece of vulnerability and insight into a person and where they're at. And then as the questions evolve, what you're going to hear and listen and and, and find out as we explore is that you're going to learn so much more about these people that aren't part of the questions or part of the answer but how they answer and how they answer and the inside of why they answer is how you get to know people better so take this as a as a blueprint if you will with that said scott the king of coolers the man of metal the wielder of welding what is your question for the group it doesn't have to be sexual no but we're gonna stick on the same stage oh you want to stay on the yeah, same yeah yeah we're gonna stay we're gonna stay the same stage um, weirdest place that you've done it. I mean, do you just want one? 
Hey, go to left to right, right to left. So hey, you want, who you want to start we'll with? Go, we'll go. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll reverse. You just can't, you can't point. You got to say anything. Uh, we will reverse the, uh, reverse the curse, start the with David. Curse, and we'll start with David. All right, brother, what you got? Uh, probably a car. Just in a car. That's weirdest. Yeah. Other than that, it's usually the bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm never sleeping with David, but, and I think he's okay with that. Horse? If you say a red Corolla, I'm gonna throw you out of this fucking. <laughs> not do the same story yeah. times in a row. No, we, we we can we can go beyond that this time. That's right. I would like that. Um. However, if it involves my sister, I'm gonna have to ask you to politely not explain that. But moving forward, let's go. No, it's actually not your sister. Fair enough. So um. And it's not your wife's sister. Wife's sister. <laughs> it's his wife's sister. And it's yeah. actually not your sister's sister. No, it's, <laughs> it's Scott's dog that jerks off. <laughs> That's right. The weirdest place I had sex was jerking off with his dog saying, Who can come faster? Hey. Look at me. No, I'd say it's um it was on a bench looking over the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. In San Francisco. That is nice. I'm not mad at that. Did I'm you did you impressed. did you have fun or did you enjoy it? It was fun. It was a little cold, but it was fun. Well, I mean, we know what coldness can do. The dig is a finicky motherfucker when it comes to temperatures. Indeed. But, uh, but great, great view. Great, great view. Great view, warm heart. In all aspects, great view. Nice. All right. Um, man, I would have to say there's there's been a couple of spots that, that, that jump into my mind. Uh, one was church. Church. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. I wanted the blessing of the Lord. That's fair. Wait. Okay. But I'm so al- altar boy with <laughs> Father Pete. Well, I'm Christian, so that's not how we roll. Our uncles <laughs> fuck us in Christianity, not our priests. Okay. <laughs> Assemblies of God and all the other snake handlers and tambourine bangers out there—they just fuck their cousins. All right. We don't wait for priests to get involved and offer us wine and the body of. Crackers, okay. We fuck our cousins. No, it was uh, it was in a church at Bible College in Southern California. Uh, I broke in, had sex, and then changed the DVDs that would wake up for the morning bells for class into Hell's Bells from ACDC uh, because I stole the keys, the security keys, from a kid that lived on our floor, and I remember. He was so, I, this is a horrible thing to say, but he was uh, so poor that he needed the job to work there. Well, that's the horrible part. I stole his keys. He couldn't report them missing because he was afraid he would lose his job. And then I would just get stoned and then break into the cafeteria at 3 a.m. and make myself whatever food I wanted and leave a mess. And there were years at the college that I went to where they're just like putting up flyers. Hey, is someone breaking into the cafeteria? We're missing pizzas, chicken wings, and this 300-pound monster was like, oh, we're talking about <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Not me. Not me. Not it. Uh, the only other weird spot uh, was probably, there's been a couple times with my wife where she is a, she's a lot more frisky than I am. Uh, maybe some parking garages, maybe my buddy's bathroom next to his pool. Um... You know, it may be his kitchen when no one was looking. Couple spots, a little fun. That sounds fair. She's, I, but I, I, folks, I'm very blessed. My, uh, and she's gonna hear this, and she, I'm, this is all gonna stop now. But before this happened, she really just, she's, 
my wife is a wonderful human being and she actually enjoys being intimate with me which I don't understand and it confuses me a lot but she does so there we go alright fair enough so there, uh, here we go uh, it, it, we're not talking about intercourse here but I am going to say the most awkward and amazing place that I ever got a blowjob was in the back of my parents Infinity J30 on the way up to a camping trip my girlfriend at the time pretended like she was sleeping on my lap, proceeded to give me a blowjob while my parents were in the car in the front seat. Wow. While it was happening, my mom happened to say, oh, she looks tired. I'm glad she's taking a nap. <laughs> she had no idea what was happening in the back seat at the time. It was glorious. I'm not going to lie. Eric, she's is she sleeping? Is she drooling? Yes. Yes, yes she well, is. Beth- she has cotton mouth. We should get her some water. Honey, will you pull over? Let's get Eric's girlfriend some water. She's got a cotton mouth. She does. She does. I may have helped her out with that, but that was probably the most awkward and amazing place that ever happened. Wow. David. Yeah. So question for the group. Question. Wait, wait, wait. We, we can't skip oh, Scott. Scott. We cannot skip right. Scott. I, I, Scott. Yeah. I threw the question out there, so I guess I have yeah, to yeah, finish right. it. Uh, mine would be Turtle Beach and... On uh, Oahu, ooh, uh, Taylor. You let the turtles watch. We, turtles watch, and so did a young family. We were in the ocean. Uh, yeah, just like waist high, and just didn't give a shit. Didn't give a shit. Before I ask you to ask your question, uh, I'm reminded, not me, my wife and I, we got married in Thailand, and we're with this couple from Greece who had just gotten married, and we're all hanging out on the beach, and all of a sudden the two wives are like, "Oh my god," and we look over. I'm going to explain this as best as I can, folks, but I'm going to use some visuals so my friends can understand as well, and their laughter should encourage you to understand that this is funny. One man in Speedos laid down on the beach, and then he pulled them down to his knees, and then his boyfriend went out in the ocean, caught a wave, body surfed in to where he slid right in to where his face met the man, his friend's boyfriend's husband's ass and they went I mean that's that's talent went out and just completed that process multiple times and we like watching a movie were just enamored I couldn't believe and then his buddy's like "Mm, my turn and then pulled his speedos up and his other buddy and they switched up folks I love the dedication and you add an exercise and some body surfing and the cool, cool beautiful blue waters of, of the Thailand Ocean. It was sexual chemistry and it was beautiful. Uh, I hope they're listening. I'm not even mad at that. No, no, ju- no judgment. No judgment. No judgment. I was just impressed. No judgment. And by the way, all of us were just impressed because yeah. we also, none of, none of the rest of us had the courage to do that. I mean, I feel like I would have just like maybe about 20 feet away laid down and said, hey, honey, how do you feel about body serving? No. no. Okay, great. She's like, well. Maybe. She's like, maybe he'll catch a wave your way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe there will be a strong man pushing that man to the right or the left. But I can tell you where my face isn't going because I live with you. That's I've right. seen you shit. Not okay with it. Not okay. Yeah, what you got? Question for the group. Yeah, I'm gonna, you want to ask? I'm gonna go le- less sexual Pretty route please, here. Um, yeah, so Jason, I just met you yep. on, on Wednesday. You flew in. We hung out Wednesday, out here on the houseboat. 
hanging out with a group of 13 guys on this boat. Just met us. We're hanging out. What? What is your... You jumped off the top of the boat? Yeah. Yep, you did that. I think several of us have. What's the highlight of the trip? The trip ends tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We've been out here for four days. Yep. We've been eating, been drinking. What's the highlight of the trip? Man, for me, uh, the highlight of the trip and... Uh, and people who listen regularly, well, this will, this will resonate quite a bit with them. Um, the thing for me, quite honestly, is how every one of the, the men in this trip and, and everything that we're doing has uh, taken the time to get to know me. And I say this a lot on the podcast, and I, and I really do mean it. Time is, is, is the one thing you just, you just never get back. That's right. And it's valuable because you there's nothing you can do on planet Earth to get that time back. And the fact that these crack those beers up, they're still silent. Everyone knows we're making beers. Now let's give a shout out to a beer company here, a local one. And that local beer is going to be Track Seven Brewing Company, Left Eye, Right Eye, Double Indian Pale IPA. Check out Track Seven. This is not an app. I just grabbed a beer can. It's on the table. So Track Seven. That, are, that is a, that is a beautiful beer. It's a beautiful it beer. It's established in 2011. They've been around for a minute, so they kind of know what they're doing. <clears throat> this double IPA, cool that, can. That beautiful. one will fuck you up. So, Indeed. you know, everyone just actually in this group of tight-knit friends, the fact that I get to come in um, and uh, as overbearing of a personality as sometimes I can have, and the fact of where my energy's at and, and, and who I am as a person, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm honored and, and, and humbled that I have, uh, I've been so welcomed and people have actually spent time with me talking to me and asking me questions. And that, that will, without a doubt, hands down, be my, my second favorite moment of this trip outside of knowing that I got a bump with Eric the whole time. And he was my Thunder Buddy. That's right. So that is right. Thunder Buddy's for life, buddy. You just you just chose his answer. Like you just you literally just said my story. So I now I have to think of another one. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Now there's thinking involved. Horse, what you got, brother? What's your favorite part of this about this adventure that we've been on? So Oh, you know, hold on real quick, I should say also. All of this could change tomorrow. We see Debbie, and she goes. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we you left out Debbie, dude. I, that's what that's what I thought you, you would say. You might have to lead into that story a little bit. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna lead into that story a little bit. But that's gonna be for another topic. We're gonna bring up Debbie in a minute. Damn Maybe uh, best gift ever purchased. Silver Silver Thorn Pub. What, like Pizza we, and Pub, I think. Lake Shasta. Lake Shasta. Ask for Debbie. If you're wondering who Debbie is, she's got the golden piece of pizza necklace that she got as a gift for being there working behind the bar for a decade. Are there matching earrings or a belt buckle? That's 20 years. Does Debbie deserve more? Yes. One million percent. Is she a fucking rock star? One thousand percent. Yep. Now, sir, what's been your favorite part? What what have you been like about this? Oh, I'd say uh, Jason and I went out tubing today. Yes, we did. That was fun. And, uh, we both had the opportunity to hang on as long as we could and uh, get fucked up behind the boat. Yeah. And launched into the air. And um, first time I fell off, the left nut just really took a beating. That's weird that that's your favorite part. Indeed, it didn't like that. Hey. Exactly. I don't know how that's your favorite part, but we're not here to judge. Cindy, if you we're listen to this, to just not, beat the shit out of that left nut. That's my favorite part. That tubing in general was the favorite part. Fair enough. 
I like the tubing in general. It, that, that actually was a, and then we got a chat as well, and got to listen to my horrible. You guys music. spent a lot of time on that boat together. You did. We did, and you know what? I'll tell you what. It was it was a lot of fun actually uh, to to hang out and, and do that. It was, it was it was once again an honor to to be able to spend that time with you today. It really was. It was great, but then when you got on the second time, you realize your forearms can't hold on to the tube for that long. And, and then it doesn't matter how much you sing Wilson Phillips. Well, you guys are getting old. So men of a certain age. <laughs> oh, men folks, of a certain age. Folks, folks, there's gonna there, there, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> there's gonna be a problem because men of a certain age should not intertube. That's not my business. Yeah, that's more of a thirteen year old kid. I, I remember. Can't stop I it. remember telling 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 Scott, I have an idea. I'm gonna stand up and flip off this thing as we're driving away. And he goes, No, you're not. I go, You're right. I can break a hip. Indeed. 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 I'm, I, Eric said men of a certain age, he's older than I am. But I'm not as old as Jason, so oh. there's that. I may be the oldest person on this trip. That's yes, scientifically, that's, that's actually quite no, it's, it's not maybe, you are. Okay, well. But I mean, it's okay. I don't like to get caught up in the nuances. Of but you act, you act like you're the youngest. That is, that's that is what also, matters. That is also true. <laughs> I am a child. People are like, we should do this. I'm like, I don't know how. That's why like, like when people ask me my age, I'm like, I think 23. No, no, no that's how I act. Right. So, uh, <laughs> not how you act. Wait. What is your actual age, Scott? <laughs> yes, yeah, my ex- actual age is way older than that. So, so we, yeah. when we had to sign the waivers, we had to send driver's license pictures huh? to everyone to make sure we had everything documented for the waivers. Sure. And um, I don't know what they do in Texas, but <laughs> in California, if, you're, if your eye color Such is brown... Like, I can control this. It's... Like, I have to say, like, BR, it's BRN. Like, I called the governor, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I've got a new code for brown. I don't care. In Texas, it says bro. It's bro. What the fuck? I saw that. I saw that. It's not bro. Uh, I said bro. First of all, we say it because we assume we're all family. That's fair. And if you look at the history of the South and cousins... And, and, and intimacy and the lack of a good solid chin. Everyone's brothers. Everyone's brothers. So we're just all family. Okay? Welcome but, to barbecue. You know why that meat falls off the bone so fast? Inbreeding. All right? Fair. fair. No, we'll go this. We'll go. And we'll, we'll. Okay. All right. Well, I know. Hey, what you got? I know you already kind of alluded to it, so I'm going to have to just elaborate a little bit more. Please do. So, yes, Jason and I are now Thunder Buddies. So I, I I would love to paint a picture of what's happening here, but I, I cannot. Wait, can you do define it thunder buddies? That's for another story. But <laughs> we, we have like a California king size bed. We get to share it together. It's bigger than that. No, it's, it's, like it's two two bigger than that. It's two California kings put together. together. Way bigger than that. I mean, it's it's a shack size bed. It's a shack size it bed, is. and it we is. get to share it as two gentlemen of the night. Literally just two of us of thirteen dudes on this trip. There are literally two of us Every, on this giant size map. Everybody made the smart move. They did. Yeah. However, did they make the real smart move? Because I think I made the smart move bunking with this guy. Yep. Every morning, I may or may not wake up tip to tip with Jason. <laughs> could be tip to tip, could be toe to toe. I don't know. It there gets was, weird. There was one cute moment the other night where it was about 5 a.m., and we had gotten about two hours of sleep, and I had to pee real bad. But his feet were up on my legs at a good angle for him for blood flow. 
and I didn't want to then move my legs to wake him up so I could be. So I just meditated myself back to sleep because as he's a, a person who has he's a more time lover. on planet Earth, I understand how to control my body functions better than these younger gentlemen in multitudes of ways, just out of practice and understanding my body and just knowing things as a doctor would, you know, because of all the letters behind my name. So I let him keep his feet on my legs elevated, which also helped him not snore. So then I was able to get more rest. And I really looked at it as an opportunity to stretch my bladder and opportunities to hold piss a little bit longer without having to drink cranberry juice because of a bladder infection. Once again, maybe you're not coming here for medical advice. Maybe you're not coming here for snuggle advice. But you stumble across these things, you put them in the brain, you lock them in, and then you go, you know what? I think I remember that if I can help my partner, friend, thunder buddy, whatever it may be, not snore, which allows them to get more rest, which gets a better heart rhythm, and at the same time expand my bladder so I can be our better road trip friend, I should really focus on me and make myself better so I can be a better friend. And when you do that, and you're on a shack-sized California King bed, and you're just docking it up, guess what, folks? Everyone wins. Okay? <laughs> that, you know I take this as a learning experience. <laughs> Everyone now just learned how what? to increase my elevation of my legs. I thought everybody just, not snoring. I thought everybody just learned what docking yeah, was. No, wait. No, we, no. we need to define I think docking. we need to elaborate on this docking. Uh, well, we're in a boat, and when it docks, it docks, okay? And I'm we can dock anywhere. Sure, sure. Okay? Right. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Scott, what's your favorite moment? It um, now. My <laughs> it's, it's now. Not, it's not now. It's, it's not now. Right now that, you know what? Yeah, that's fucking hurtful. Okay, because... I take offense to that. You know what? The whole... Here, here's the thing. This trip was my idea, right? Bring oh, oh, it's all about Scott now. Oh, here got, we go. Hey, here I don't have that idea, go. Scott. It's my fucking podcast. But no, go ahead. Let's talk more about you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking at, I, I sit back and I look at the, like, everybody enjoying themselves. And I'm like, I did this. I did this. All this you motherfuckers me. would just be sitting at home if it wasn't for me. That's right. Yeah, but guess what? I would also be playing a lot more golf on my iPad and masturbating. You so would, you would. And you'd be my kicking. wife is going to I know Harper probably hates me. very disappointed when Harper I probably home. hates me, Fair. and I, I get it. No, and, she loves you. And uh, everybody is kids. Like, we all took a we all took a step away. I, m I missed something very important in my kids' baseball games today. Yep. I missed my kids' last day of school. Um, but we all took a step away from our families to come and join each other in this in this fellowship but then we get on a this and I, I just kind of I take moments and I step back and I look at everybody having a good time That's right. and I just am like this is what it's about Yeah. what do you think the over under is and you guys got to stick around to see how this is going to sink back but Scott to you the over under when we see Debbie tomorrow that she's going to let me do a live show on stage at that bar next year using one of and folks if you want the best oh my swap artist on planet earth at the hairy artist on instagram yeah. what's the over under on her going yes i'll do that and then harry creates an intro video the screen drops down that comes up and then the five of us get on stage and we do this fucking thing in front of an audience at the silver thorn pizza pub and bar at lake shasta in Redding, i think California. i think um there's a 70% chance, but I think it's going to have to 
It's gonna. The swing is if we actually have to drink cocktails out of the book that you bought her. Well, let's get to that later. <laughs> that's, that's, that's also for another time. That's also for another that's, time. Another say 84, 84%. I mean, another time being in about 10 minutes. In about exactly. 10 minutes, yeah. Agreed. No, Agreed. For, for, and Scott and I have done this trip, and so for me, it, you're disconnected, man. And Jason, you said it, like, you got no Wi-Fi out here. Right. Do you, I tried. I worked as my hard as I could. To get Jason did what he could, and he, he, he worked, worked his computer. And he did a lot, but you're uh, it, it 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 sucks because you can't talk to your kids and, and your wife, but um, you also can't do Facebook and Instagram and and check your fantasy teams, and it it, it it's an opportunity to put your phone down, and forces you into conversations with people. Yeah. And so you're connecting with people, and Jason, you're you're new to our group, and. We're all having conversations. We're getting to know you. You're getting to know us, and everybody's talking. That's what it's all about. So for me, this trip is one of my favorite trips that I do out on Lake Shasta. No Wi-Fi. You're talking to people. Um, now, aside from that, yeah, I will say a highlight is Eric's jokes about the age of you, Jason. I mean, he it's, by, by they, they won't stop. They will not stop. My TikTok, mom. they won't stop. However, uh, Independence Brewing, Fourth Tap Brewing, we are. I'm going to pitch you guys. I need, I need an IPA called Graybush. Graybush. Okay? Yep. Just, just say it fast. Graybush. Gray right. Bush. I don't care how you spell it. Graybush IPA. It just rolls off the tongue. It rolls it? off the tongue. Doesn't it? Graybush. I think IPA. we can do. I think we can do a nice dark can. Uh, I think we get, or, you know, there's, there's a lot of ideas. I would like a senior discount involved with Grimish. Okay, I think that that is, is appropriate. You do qualify for it. I qualify you for it. You do qualify and, for it. And, and I think that it's also, it lets people know that people of, of my generation still drink beer. And we drink high quality, good IPAs, as well as wines. In fact, McLean Wines. I've got an idea, Steve. Why don't we make a Graybush Pinot Noir? Obviously, it's gonna be in a gray spray painted bottle. Okay, we have a lot of opportunities. In fact, if you're a beverage company and you're wondering, how do I hit Jason's demographic? How do I find out about the guy that goes to Zerber to Doc's belly and ends up blowing it and then let Scott's dog clean up the pudding? How do I, how do I reach that demographic? How do I find that person? And then what drink do I offer them? Is it an IPA? Is it a red wine? Is it, is it a champagne? Is, is, it a, is it a Chablis or a Chardonnay? We don't know and don't have to know. We're going to go after them all, okay? Because guess what? I drink them all. Here's the one thing I don't drink. Bud Light. And guess what? Bud Light's not putting out the Great Bush Edition. You know why? Bud Light doesn't care. But the people at Fort... Boy, I feel bad. I just go from blowing dogs to being like, Hey, by the way, I love Fort Tap. <laughs> and Independence Brewing. But, you know, I mean... If you guys don't, if you guys can't transition that, then there's another problem, right? But seriously, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go after these things and have some fun and create some things. And we could really have a good time with this. I believe it could be one of your top sellers. And with this podcast behind it, now we're getting a couple hundred thousand people a week listening. You guys get behind it. You don't have to actually buy the beer. I'll drink enough of it. But you just need to email or reach out through Instagram to Independence Brewing or Fourth Tap and say yes. I want the gray bush. That's right. And then before all, the before this podcast drops, yes. we, it's got to be trademarked. Gray bush IPA. Gray bush IPA. 
All right, we can do that. We'll do that in the car ride home. Yeah. Yeah, I know how that. to work from your car. Yeah, you do. We know this. And we know how to shut the fuck up and let you do difficult. your work. You will be connected by then. Look. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be off the lake. Hold on, no. Hey, hey, John Lynch. John Lynch, if you're listening. We all can't talk at the same time. That's right. I'm sorry, John Lynch, if you're listening, we know how to shut the fuck up when you're on the phone. <laughs> hey, by the way, and, and the boss expects that, right? And he likes that. He, he, was, he was like, are you in a car? And I'm on Zoom, and I'm like, nope. And the computer's bouncing around. He's like, can you just call me? And I was like, sure. And then I call him, and we had a great conversation, and I was very humbled and honored and also very apologetic in the fact that I, that, I, that I needed to do a work call. And it was an important work call, and we actually solved a lot of problems and did a lot of things, and... Uh, but it was the guys were very understanding. That was very very kind of them, and I'm, I'm very appreciative. That was that was my first intro into. I mean, you gotta imagine, folks. We are heading out to do something awesome, and then I go. By the way, an hour into it, hard pause. I'm so sorry. Not only have I taken over the music, but now I'm asking everyone to be quiet while I do a conference call, and. That could have turned a hard left, right? They could have been like, hey, this guy's a fucking dick. Like, this is not how it works. And, they, and But in, it, the fact that I was just instantly embraced was, yeah, once again, blessed, honored, and uh, blown away. It's how, quite a however, if I may say, Please. now we know, because everyone That'll in never this happen again. has children... And we have played the quiet game. Mm-hmm. Now, as a grown-ass man, I know the quiet game <laughs> is terrible. It's because Jason shut us up for a good solid hour, uh-huh. and now I know when I tell my kids it's the quiet game, it's miserable. The quiet game sucks. 100% miserable. Thanks, Jason. Will I still have my kids do it? Yes, 100%. I will. Yes. You know what? Do you know what my grandfather used to make me do? He would walk up next to me and go, he would stand next to me real close and go, shut up. I'd go, okay. He's like, shut up. I'd stand there and like, put your hands next to yourself. Okay. We'd stand there. Get done. Hit a timer. Go, ding. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, elevator practice. And then he would just walk away. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> All right. But by the way, that's a true story. So the fact that I was taught elevator practice is a parenting tip for all of you out there. Grab your little one. You don't have to play the quiet game for an hour, but have them understand where personal space is in an elevator, especially during COVID, and now you get to grab those and you go, hey, come here, come over here. Just grab a random kid at a supermarket and just say, stand next to me and tell them to shut the fuck up. And if they ask why, you go, shh. And just do it for like 10 seconds, whatever the floor is, like it's one, two, three floors. And you go, what number? One through four. And they're like, three, why are you here, sir? And you're like, shh, you can't talk. And then you count to 30, then you go, ding, and you go, elevator practice. You're welcome. I'm going to send your walk parents off. a bill. And you walk up. You know, Kumon teaches math and reading. I'm going to start elevator school just so people know how to, one, be polite on elevators, and two, when they escape, how to fart, leave it in there, not bring it into the hallway, and then torture those people <laughs> on the elevator. I'm here for These it. These are all strategic <laughs> visions that I have that are going to branch out of this podcast because I'm a business person, because I think about things the way you don't. And now if you're in... Holland or Denmark, hey, hey, at the Harry Artist on Instagram, maybe you want to start this college program in your neck of the woods. Well, I'm here to help you. I've got a curriculum. I understand how it works. It's going to be great. And we're going to have better experiences on elevators all around the earth. 
I'm su- you are an innovator. I will say that. I'm super <laughs> interested in this leave, leave the fart inside the elevator idea. If you can explain that to me, I'd... Listen, you're going to have to pay for the college program. Okay? I mean, it's, it's just no logistics. One, you're watching... No one gives out PhDs. You gotta cut. You gotta. You gotta, you, you gotta pay tuition. At the okay. same token, though, you walk out, right? You walk out of the elevator after you farted. Somebody walks in, and you're like, "Do you not know how to pitch they're, a fart?" They're fucked, but I don't care. Yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent. I still, I like to leave the box hot That's in right. case it rides out empty, and then someone walks in on like the eighth floor, and they're like, "What happened in here?" And I'm like, "Maybe I pooped my pants." They don't even know it's me because then if I like forgot something in my room and I ran and grabbed it and I left a fart in there on the eighth floor and then they come back down to the fourth floor and then they come in, then I'm like, oh my god, did you fart in here? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, obviously I didn't because I walked in and fucking stinks. Do you have Febreze? And I'm like, no. And then business idea number two, remove the fart. I'm like, you know what? Remove the fart. Would you like to buy this from me? And now you're an Amway person, but you don't have the stink of Amway. Instead, you're removing the stink, okay? Now you're not a multi-level marketer. Now you're an innovator. Now you're helping people breathe better, okay? With, without a mask. We all know you can still smell the fart with a mask on, all right? That, that N95 doesn't stop the little poop air, all right? It doesn't stop your butt from talking. It doesn't stop your nose from listening. So you get remover poop. That's just a, do that. That's a lot of work when you just point at your wife and just be like, Mm-mm. "Pass the blame." No, pass the blame. <laughs> you know what this is? This is a society that doesn't accept responsibility, which is leveraging technology to remove something out of the air. And then someone's like, "Where does the poop air go, Jason?" Not my problem. All right. Yeah, right. I hope it creates a cloud, goes to Canada, and they smell like shit with their beautiful forests. We, okay, good for you. We, Horace, you've been raising your hand for a hot second. I'm we may this. need to go back 12 hours because <laughs> I lit up the bathroom this morning. Jason walked by and he said, It's time to flush. That's true. Wait a minute, though, because I can also elaborate on that. When Jason was in the kitchen with seven <laughs> other dudes in here, and I'm not going to lie, I pretty sure he pooped his pants. First I'm sorry. Ball, I didn't poop my pants. But Wait, I me did, or Jason? No, me. That would be Jason. I did let my butt fart These line. are quite two <laughs> totally separate <laughs> stories. I know, but we, I need, we need to segregate them. We don't. We really don't. Horace was pooping. I was farting. They both stunk. Got However... Hurt. It's I a small like boat. Say, That's been, a deflection. This, this large boat gets very small <laughs> very fast. There's been a lot of meat. There's been, There's a, lot been a lot of meat. And, and uh, awkwardly enough, just the right amount of vegetables. <laughs> Indeed. Like Indeed. none. I, I'm with that. Lawrence, what's the question you got for what you got? What you got for the table? What's the question you got for the table? By the way, I just want to let you guys know, just in case you're wondering, we have been talking for an hour. That was quick. This is how but this the, podcast works. Really like, there's no longer anybody listening. No, everyone's listening. Everyone's listening. <laughs> everyone's listening because they want to. We're gonna do one more. So we're gonna do a horse, and then I'm gonna do, and we're all gonna do one more question. That'll be two hours, two and a half hours, and then we can decide what we want to do after that. What you got, brother? What's your question for the table? So this one's a little more open ended. Okay. Um, like like my uh, is, We all went there. We all. We we've, we've all been in the anus. <laughs> we, uh, folks, if you don't, you, you know I'm a child, which you don't know, I've surrounded myself with children. Okay? Literally. All of them younger than me. Over here. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Geriatric over here, but it's okay. Anyways, horse. So we'll, we maybe podcasts. we can reel it back into sports a little bit. Let's do yeah, let's do, we'll get into sports. Let's do it. So, how about like favorite sports memory from like either childhood, high school, 
like attending a sporting event? What What's the favorite? What do you want? You want to start with Dave or me? You got to go right or left. Which one go? Uh, we'll go to Dave. Right. But like, you know, playing or attending favorite sporting event. I, 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 guess. I like how he looked at me when he said attending. Like he knows I'm not athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you and goes playing. He looks at me and goes attending. He looks like he'd look. He he would go to. <laughs> You're wearing your grandpa sweater. He would go to PGA golf and watch. <laughs> Jason, what was it like when you watched your first bowling tournament? I'm real excited to hear this story. Obviously, you can't do anything athletic. I've watched you walk. To be fair, no one can see this, but you are wearing a hand-knitted sweatshirt. It looks like your grandmother made for you, and I'm not mad at it. It is very gorgeous. It's very nautical. It is nautical, nautical. I'm not sure. That's why I got it, because I got the nautical Look at that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, we we lost, but I'd have to say I, I played a high school championship baseball game at the Oakland Coliseum. Whoa! And yeah, no, we uh, we got we lost uh, by you a, used the whole field? a run. Yeah, we used a whole field. That's a big field. That's crazy. bigger yeah, than what no, you they, they usually they let play. Us play. It was it was more than a little league game. Yeah. Did anyone hit a home run? And there was no home runs in that game. No, no. That's I mean, it was twenty years but you, ago. But you now. still played in that. Yeah, I got an opportunity to play on a major league field. Wow! So that was my favorite sporting event. I lost. It got a red ribbon instead of a blue ribbon, but yeah, Is that like a Trophies participation for award? everyone. <laughs> is that a participation award? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that is. I mean, yeah. Scott, if you have not played on a major league field or been a cheerleader, um, you might want to pass. <laughs> no, well, I was I was going to Were I, you at the game? I was going to parlay right game? into that and say, you know, being there and being there cheering on yeah. your little brother. Being, being there, look at your brother going, when he's up to bat, hey, bada, 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 so wing, bada, I mean, like, can I hey, can I hey, can I hey, No, can I, like, traveling with him and, and going with his team to so Hawaii and, and the Coliseum and all that, like, that was part of my childhood. So that was that was a big part of it. So. That's awesome. How, um, if you don't mind me piggybacking on a question on this, uh, as brothers and you're traveling and, and you're playing and, and you're watching and attending, where does that bring your relationship closer and where does it create, and, you know, I'm an older gentleman, so I'm going to use a big word here, where does it bifurcate the relationship? So I'm going to tackle this real quick. <laughs> I was a douchebag early on. Um, yeah, I, I, I traveled with them. Like, we, what fucking kid wouldn't want to go to Hawaii because he's playing in a tournament there, right? Unless you're allergic to macadamia, that's actually yeah, no reason not to go The worst, Hawaii. right? But at the same time, like, I was dating this girl who was Christian, right? And, like, he would be li- listening to Limp Biscuit or something, and I'd be like, knock, 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 can you turn the music down? Because there's curse words. What Total. music were you listening to, like, Petra or... Dude, I was, I, was, I was, like, full-on in, like, uh, Third Day, like... It was Christian rock. Christian rock. It like was. the Newsboys. Yeah, all of that. Like we. I, I mean, I'll roll off all the albums. No, I mean, I, I, have, I, I was full on douchebag mode, right? Well, there's not a lot of young Christian men that aren't douchebags. Hundred percent. No offense. And I was right there. And once I got rid of that girl, mm-hmm. then we became friends again. Did you look at your brother when he lost in the Oakland Stadium and go? Maybe if you spent a little more time with Jesus, you would have won. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, but you might have thought it. You probably thought it <laughs> at the time. 
while you were masturbating in the shower, being like, you know what, I shouldn't be doing this, but I should also my brother to pray more. But that's also where his dog gets it from. That's right. He gets it from his owner. Anyways, another another topic. What's his Instagram account? Bruno's Daily Strokes on TikTok. <laughs> that's right. That is right. It's weird because they're literally Daily Strokes. And then his son has a TikTok account called Hood and Cleanup. <laughs> he has just a lovely hazmat suit. It's fine. Little, you know, respiratory system on there. Little He's air a tanks. minor. They blur his face. There's no location given. It's That's fine. right. Calm down. That's right. Eric, what you got? Ah, uh, favorite sporting event uh, that I either attended or participated. Uh, you know what? Uh, I went to a golf tournament at Canocti Harbor in what, Clear Lake, uh, where my uncle got to play in a foursome with Jerry Rice, and I got to meet Jerry Rice from the San Francisco 49ers. Woo! The GOAT. Amazing. He is the GOAT. Super nice guy, probably the most down-to-earth guy, and that was probably the highlight of any sporting event I've ever been to. So... I've shared a lot of stories on the boat, just, uh, yeah, you, and you, you people know I'm just kind of an open book, and someone asks a question or a topic comes up, and uh, through my um, eclectic life, I've, I, I've um, chimed in. So I'm going to just try to give these guys a, a couple of new stories. One, I was in Portland, Oregon with my mom's first husband, and they were divorced. He came out to visit me because we were still close, um, and uh, he took me to a Portland Trailblazers game, a playoff game, and they were playing the Lakers. And it was game six, and if Portland won, they'd go to a game seven. If Portland lost, Lakers win. My first stepdad was a diehard Celtics fan and hated the Lakers, but he knew I loved the Lakers. And it was one of the best and most awkward moments because... Robert Ory hit the game-winning three. And in a stadium full of Trailblazer fans, I jumped up and screamed yes. Now that transitions into, a couple years ago, a dear friend of mine invited me to go to Clayton Kershaw's ping-pong tournament at Dodger Stadium. And while I was there, I was in line, and there was a whole line of people, and I got to the front, and I looked at the guy behind me, and I said, this is going to piss you off, but I find it funny. And he looked at me and goes, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, Jesus Christ, can we do this like gentlemen? Ladies first. Not thinking bartender, thinking this would be funny. And all the women in line ran up front. The bartender looked at me like, what did you do to me? And they all ordered lemon drops and cosmopolitan. He goes, the reason we have this shit staggered out is so I can give you a beer, which gives me a break, and then I can make one of these other fucking horrible candy drinks across the way Robert Ory saw that and then he came over to me and said that was funny and instead of being like you're the man that I look up to as a clutch shooter I've always cheered for you I think you're amazing I said you know not to get personal very quickly sir but the story of your daughter who was handicapped and the fact that you didn't move your family out of LA because she was blinking to talk to you and the doctor said if you move her to Houston she may not talk to you again like that transition may just fuck her world and so you commuted from LA to Houston 
to spend time with your daughter knowing that blinks were what you did. And that motherfucker, he teared up, and then we broke out for about an hour and a half. And at one point, his wife goes, honey, are we going to go? And he goes, hold on, I'm talking to Jason. And I w- and it, was, it was one of the greatest moments. And then I said, hey, one more thing. And he went to put his arm around, like, we're going to do a picture. And I said, no, no, I'm not, I want I, I, I don't, it's not, no. One more thing. I, I looked at him and I said, what does it feel like when that hits the net? And he looked at me and he goes, you can't and you won't understand what it feels like to bring that to know that, to see that, and then watch the explosion around you happen. And it, those, those, those moments really stick out to me because it, it, was, it was a follow through. It was a true circle of seeing a person that I really admired and I, I, and I watched his game and I loved his defense. And I, and I love that he wouldn't shoot all game and pass and maybe do a dribble drive. But when there's 10 seconds left and the game is on the line, Shaq, Kobe, Pau Gasol, look at him. And they go, here you go. Here you go. That, from some of the greatest players. And then I got to talk to him. That the greatest players looked up to him as the guy you give the ball to. And I got to talk with him for a couple hours. I got to watch him do it. Not on TV, in person, and then I gotta talk to him years later. The greatest, hands down. That sounds amazing. Hands down, yes, sir. Okay. Hey, Nick, you're follow away. that up. So, Nick, I mean, <laughs> if you'd like to talk <laughs> about cheerleading camp, I think now's the time. Now is the time. All right, well, you set the bar pretty fucking high, <laughs> and it was very inspirational. I'm gonna Indeed. have to just ratchet it down a little bit, but I actually have three. I love it. So I, mean, I, love it. Okay. I, I may fill some time. We are getting more out of Nick than we've gotten in a while. I love this. This whole trip. He's ambitious. Well, I, I did lead with this question, and then you it did. went around the table, so I had a lot of time to think. Indeed. So it, it's easier when you don't line it up right next to me and throw me on the spot. Uh-huh. Thanks, Jason. First time. About the, uh, about yeah, the yeah, first yeah. sexual experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I've not thrown you on the spot since the moment we've met and talked. Well, okay. But <laughs> so fair. the fact that you're confused by the curveball now, how dare I'm you? not confused. <laughs> I'm just saying I actually had time to tee this one up. All right. So I have a couple. You got to get this, get this, get All right. So uh, my dad took me to a A's. I'm, I'm a big Giants fan, San, okay. San Francisco Giants. But he, he had tickets to an A's playoff game. And I'm there. I'm a little kid. I got my glove. And uh, just hanging out. Foul ball comes. I stand up on the chair. Everyone around me is about three feet higher than me. I jump. The glove pops up over everyone else. Uh-huh. Ball lands in the glove. Then I fall down on the chair. I look around at everyone. The fucking ball is in my glove. I'm like, "Did you? that's fucking cool. Were you hearing Van Halen when you jumped? I was not. I, is that a, a that was reference? A lo- that was the right reference for you? Yet again, Grey Bush. You are of a certain <laughs> yeah. tender you, you age. You might be a little older than the rest of us. It would be Green Day, by the way. I don't know who Green Day is. Yeah. 
No. Next story. So, okay. <laughs> well, fast We're over that one. So, you cut a ball. Uh, you guys are horrible ages. So, uh. Nope. Family belonged to an athletic club in uh, Redwood Shores. And we were playing basketball, like a couple kids, about, I don't know, five, ten, 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 ten probably. And we're hanging out, playing basketball. And uh, someone comes out and he goes, hey, um, we're, in, we're inside in the gym. There's like six hoops up there. Uh-huh. And, he, and he goes, hey, so um, if I play basketball with you guys for like ten minutes, can we have the whole gym? And we're like looking at the guy and we go, absolutely. It's fucking Jerry Rice. And so he's like, I'll play basketball with you guys for ten minutes. And then we get the whole court and you guys leave. And we're like, sounds like a great deal for us. Fair. And so, did what? you complain about your passes? I don't know about the passes. I don't remember that. I just remember watching Jerry Rice shoot three pointers and everything. Everything he shot went in. I'm like, was he on your team or was he beating your team? There were no teams. It was just. Oh, it was just kind of. It was, it was just, like a shoot around. It was fuck around oh. to get the kids he's off like, the court. He's like, we'll fuck with you and let us shoot, and then you guys leave. It's like an open and court. Don't bother us anymore. That's right. And okay. I remember going to my mom. And the other kid's mom that we were with, and they were on the treadmill somewhere, and we're like, we're playing basketball with Jerry Rice. And she's like, yeah, fucking shit you are. Like, stop bothering us. Got to play with ba- basketball with Jerry Rice. Oh, and bless. it's like watching Steph Curry shoot. Like, he probably could play basketball if he wasn't playing football. Yeah, he's a, he's a true athlete. Like, I mean, he really is. He was just raining threes. And then we're like, all right, 10 minutes is up. He's like, yeah, you guys got to go. All right. I mean that was super cool of you. Yeah, but he hi- played with the kids. He could just highlight and memory. But imagine also he could have walked on and been like, "Hey, how about I just sign your arm and get the fuck off the court?" I mean, obviously Jerry Rice is a gentleman. He wouldn't have put it that way, but he could have just been like, he could also walk. Like, he could have just Jerry said, Rice. "Hey, little fuck faces, get off the court." Yeah. Or he could have walked and been like, "I'm Jerry Rice. Do you guys mind if my friends play? Do you guys can you guys get off for a little bit?" But instead, he played with you guys. That's really cool. All right, third one. Uh, so uh, it was a fat kid story. So uh, right after Halloween, my dad had 49ers tickets on the 50-yard line, like Ooh. three rows back. Who was the quarterback at the time? Candlestick? Jeff Garcia? It was at Candlestick. Uh, I, hold on. I don't know. It was around, ni- it was Steve Young, maybe? It had been Young. Because it was about 1998, 1999. That's Garcia territory. That's right. Yeah. Young transitioning into But that's Garcia. not right. that's You're not right. the focal point of the story. Sorry. Okay. So we get there. It was like... A couple days after Halloween so me as a fat kid fat kid gallon bag size of candy and we're sitting there and there's this really hot chick next to me and my dad's on the other side and all these guys are start coming up to her and like asking for an autograph I'm like what's going on and so fast forward a little bit uh, she signed a card for me she was the 1998 Playboy Playmate of the Year. How long is she? Julie Cialini. Don't know her. Look her up. Google Okay. Her. Google it, folks. Not going to happen right now. Not this minute. But now we're in a third world she, country. She, <laughs> I, no I have a card signed by her, and it says, Be good. Signed, Julie. Like, with a heart. I'm like, huh? Be small good. And small printer is like... Don't do what I did and show your tits to everyone. Okay? <laughs> right. And so You're my better than that. So my dad's like, yeah, let's just not tell your mom about this. <laughs> but uh, but I got was sitting 
Brian Nexo Playmate. Arm to arm with the play-by-play mate of the year of 1998. I love it. So I, At the 49er you, game. You don't remember much more about the game. <laughs> you inspired me to tell one more story. We were in Vegas. Uh, I was in college. And I was in college in, New- in Newport Beach, California, and we would do a, we call them drive-throughs to Vegas. So we'd leave on Friday, like eight, nine o'clock at night when the traffic died down. For you who are living the COVID world, you understand there used to be traffic because people were just out and about. By the way, public service announcement, if it's sunny outside, wear your sunglasses so someone else doesn't have the sun get in their eyes. That said, let that resonate. Pause. Settle. Marinate. Let's move on. So we drive out to Vegas, and we're at this club, and it's kind of dead. And we look over, and we see Barry Sanders, one of the greatest running backs of all time. Now, a lot of people, especially when you see a famous person, you want to buy him a drink, you want to do something. We're college kids. I grab my buddy Marlon, and I go, come with me. And I see Barry, and I walk over, and I'm like, excuse me, you are Barry Sanders. He goes, yes, I am. And I said, sir, I would love to have the opportunity to buy you a drink, but I'm in college and I have no money. So I just want to say, man, the way you play and what you do and, and just who you are and how you approach life and that football is a job and you as a man is something different is so honorable. I wish I could buy you a drink, and instead I just I've got to just give you verbal ad- adoration. And he goes, really? And I go, yep. He goes, hold on a second. Calls his boys over. He goes, you have friends? I'm like, yeah, they're over there. He goes, calls all my friends over. He goes, this club's dead. I go, it is. He goes, looks at his assistant, whoever was with him. He goes, I need one more limo. He got a limo for his boys, which he had already had. He ordered another limo, and my friends and Barry Sanders went club hopping with him for three hours, and he covered everything, and then he left. It was about one in the morning, and we're like, thanks so much, and he goes, oh, they know where to take you next. You're not done. And on Barry's dime, we got limo and VIP treatment throughout Vegas for a whole fucking night. Damn. Did that also include Thunder from Down Under? I have to ask. I mean, I wished it did, but Barry focused more on the clubs Fair. and not on the entertainment shows, which is, I mean, because he's thinking more of drinks for us versus, hey, dear diary, I figured out a way to rip my pants off in a new way and still shake my ass. And also, I mean, it's, it's not Eric's fault that he wants an Australian dick on his face. It's no, it's not. Disappointing, but understandable. Disappointing, but understandable. A hundred percent. But it was. I mean, he was. He was such a nice man, and he was just so. I mean, it was. It was. It was such a crazy experience. He was looking. He's like, oh no, let me take care of you guys. Let me do this for you guys. And it was just. I, I'll never forget Barry Sanders for that. And I. I mean, I was an Irish fan. I wasn't a Detroit Lions fan. However, there's no part of me that could not root for Barry Sanders because that bullshit organization never surrounded him with talent, and he never walked away. He never asked to bring in other players. 
he just ran his fucking ass off and was a wizard behind the offensive line. And then when defenders looked at him, they actually didn't. They saw where they thought he was going to go, and he was amazing. So, if you guys don't know who Barry Sanders is, because of my age, Google him on the on the YouTubes, and you're going to find him. All what, right. What's a YouTube? Those old-ass Nintendo games. He's those, on those. He's Those old-ass Nintendo games, and guess what? If you pick him, you're going to win. <laughs> he's going to win. Let gonna. me tell you something. You picked Barry Sanders. On NBA Jam. You go in. <laughs> all right? It's, first of all, no, double dribble. You know what that shit is? Yes. Double dribble. The shittiest graphics of all time. Until I mean, it's it came, right there with Tech Mobile. But until it came to dunks. And then it was like the guy up close. Yeah. Do, 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 and he would dunk. And you're like, oh shit, look at the graphics. And then it'd go back to stick people. And you're like, motherfuckers, I can't see shit. But there were hot spots for each player all around the court. Kurt Rambis could nail a three only from the corner. But if you put him in the corner and pass that motherfucker the ball, all Splash day. City all day. Steph Curry had nothing on Kurt Rambis. Nothing. Of course, Steph Curry wasn't born when I was playing that game, but <laughs> now I've just walked right into Eric's fucking world of how old I am, and it's just rude and hurtful and painful. All right. But it's true. It's true. So, next question, me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually turn it, and I'm going to go to Eric with this question. Here we go. Eric. Growing up, um, and it's the softball question I ask you is, 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 is growing up as, as, as a uh, almost little person, what are the difficulties <laughs> that you experience? <laughs> That's easy. That's easy. Instead, instead I would like to ask, okay. how, how, how as a little person you found a full-size wife and then made babies? And they're normal size babies. And they're normal size babies. So I want to understand. <laughs> they're, they're not I want to understand the love story of you and your wife. They're not full grown yet. And then I also want to understand. There's potential though. When the first kiss happened, was there a step ladder? Was there an angle? Because she's a full grown woman and she's beautiful. And you know, I'm just curious. What was that love story like? And then Scott will get to how you and Taylor met, and Dave. we'll go all around the table. Did, did the but rat tail hey. propel you up to her? Well, he used that as a propeller. Uh. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Hey, Grey Bush, I'm going to get you. You know, motherfucker? No. My, show. My town. You know what? No, all right? You're not wrong. I'll be the base of the town, okay? You're not wrong. Hey, hey. The hammer just got put down. The hammer was dropped, but you know what? As an almost little person, you're right. And I'm not gonna lie, my wife actually is taller than me. It is what it is. No, but that, but that, Eric, Eric has going out heels. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I want to understand. Eric, what is it like as a man to wear heels? So when you walk into them, I mean, obviously they're pumps, they're not heels. They're just a thicker sole all the way around. And then I think it's awkward that you make your wife wear flip flops or no shoes at all, like Britney Spears in the 90s walking into a gas station and people are freaking out. I, one, I applaud your wife for the fact she jumps through these goddamn hoops so she can kiss you. And then two, how do you make babies? But first, how did you guys meet and fall in love? I think this is more important because I'm assuming there's some Filipino voodoo that you just threw at her. I don't know what it is. You're a handsome gentleman, but you had to figure out a way for her to look down to find you. So... I, uh... 
I I don't even know where to start with this, uh, Jason. But um, yeah, yeah, you dropped that hammer. It's a love story. It's a love I mean, it's, it's <laughs> almost like when the kids throw rocks at the window. Yes. He yes. like threw a rock at Stadium's head. I did. About three feet above his head. I did. It was well above my head. So first of all, I do own a pair of platforms that I did wear the first time I met my wife. So thank you, Jason. Um, I am not. Why do you want? What? <laughs> I am not an actual little person, thank you very much, but I am very short. It is what it is. Uh, but you I, appreciate little people. I do appreciate They're amazing. And by the way, I appreciate you marrying a woman taller than you instead of marrying a woman your size or shorter and making Shetland people and breeding down. Like, you decided to lift society up to see the skies, to really embrace the world and breathe the fresher air. He was higher. Feel the air he I wanted, breathe. They wanted to make Schmedian people. We did. You know what? We, you're fucking right. We did. We wanted to make Schmedian average people. And you know what? We you know did. what? Say Great Bush again, this motherfucker. Let me tell you. I'm going to keep thinking about shit, okay? <laughs> I'm not mad at this. I am not mad at this. Because you know what? I can give as well as I can take. I know. I love so you, Jason, brother. here it is. Eric, Eric, Eric and his kids can walk through Korea and nobody would pay attention. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong, Scott. You're not wrong. And however, folks, I want to say this. You'd be like, whoa, goddamn, what's happening? I also show. I tell Eric, and he's going to get this a lot more now, and Scott gets this a lot, and David's going to get this now, and, and, and Horace going to get this now, too. Everyone's going to know. I like to close out phone calls and messages and weird voicemails and, and FaceTimes, which are completely inappropriate with I love you, because I do love these gentlemen. I really do, because they've embraced me, and we get to give. And, and if you, by the way, if you're not doing it with your friends, no offense, you need to find your friends. Okay? Now, how'd you and the wife meet? And what was it like when she got on the app looking for a shorty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to go with this, but I, uh, how did the wife and I Little meet? people only. Little people, big world. Yeah. That is exactly how we met. Oh, no, no. Which uh, is weird because you, you had farmer's daughters and they're like, can you dress as a sheep? And you're like, no, no, no. I'm a little too small to be a sheep, so <laughs> I, I need something else. Uh, no, uh, wow. How did the wife and I meet? Yeah. Uh, we met at a wedding. And true story. Uh, was it a circus? It was a circus. It was a circus. <laughs> I smelled like cabbage, and she was like, I'm, it, "That smells intoxicating." I like it. No, true story, Jason. I swear to God, you can ask my wife when you see her again tomorrow. True story. I met my wife at a mutual friend's wedding, and uh, we were we all end up in the same hotel room, and she's asking, she's asking one of her other friends. After the wedding, there were. Is there a height requirement to get in here? <laughs> there might be. There might be. I missed it, but I somehow snuck in. Snuck it's in. okay. I, love this. I, I did. Little people are good at that. I yeah, exactly, exactly. I just snuck I mean, right under the radar. Little people are sneaky. We are. We are. We are very clever. Love they the will. Love the you've ever seen monkey shines? They'll cut you at the Achilles heel because that's what they can reach. That's the only place we can reach, Jason. You're absolutely right. However. <laughs> I digress. Let's go back. So, yeah, anyways, back. let me stop reading a love story. No, please. it's it is a love story because this is a true story, and horses heard the story, and you can ask my wife tomorrow when you see her. I will and ask her about her weird. Finish. I really hope you do because <laughs> the first words I literally ever said to my wife, she asked them in the I room. I'm so tall. She <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that oh, part. That part. The from that part. Yes. The, the first words out of my out of my mouth of my wife are, "Why are you so goddamn tall?" No, 
Not the words. <laughs> the we air are, up there. The air up <laughs> That, by the way, a great movie. Great movie. But anyways, we will go back. Oh, horse lost his shit. I, hold on, folks. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know what just happened. Eric's not that short. And I'm really not that Eric, short. I'm not going to lie. Eric's no, not that the, short. Average. The air was in my mouth. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. So anyways, to answer your question, finally, Jason, if I cannot get any more from the peanut gallery here. No, we'll be quiet? You will not be quiet. That is bullshit, but I no, will I'm say. No, I'm going to stand up so you can just talk to the mic and then they won't hear me. <laughs> Fair. Super fair. However, we were in a hotel room after with numerous people after a wedding. She's asking one of her friends after she tried on the shirt, do I look fat? First words out of my mouth, yes, you do. My name is Eric. After that moment, I don't know how the fuck she did it, but she fell in love with me and now we're married. Well, I mean, angles are important. And then she saw where your angle was coming from. And she was like, nobody's ever seen me from that. We have literally lost Horace and David. They are both gone. We're looking. We're looking. All right. We're looking for the tree tomorrow. Moving on. We got to move on. Move on. No, I would love to hear about it. So, all right. So, Scott, by all means. Oh, mine is way more boring than that. You have a taller wife. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Who is also, she, just so you guys know, way taller than me. Yes, she is. It's she tower, well, she, she mean, towers I over Eric. I would like you to find someone who's not way taller than me. But, Scott. She towers over Eric and intimidates him. <laughs> Wait, well, what? Yet still videotapes for TikTok every day your dog jerking off. That's more me. Oh, that's that's more my hobby. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. No, I, I'm like, oh look, he's doing it again on my on our bed. And Fantastic. what's that? What's that TikTok? Uh, Bruno's Daily Stroke. There you go, Scott. How'd you how'd you and your wife? Uh, I've told this before on this podcast, but yeah, I'll do it again. Um, <laughs> so me being a douchebag, uh, 25 year old with a Mitsubishi Eclipse that's lowered, living the uh, Fast and the Furious ages. Um, driving through a parking lot at one of the local malls, revving my engine, and setting off car alarms. With a dragon shirt. No, not that night. No. No, that's, that's definitely right. Definitely that's different night. Right. Of course, he saved the dragon shirt for the night. Definitely different dragon, oh. night. Dragon shirt was the night I got us kicked out of three bars. Yeah, that was definitely That was definitely night. not the night I met Taylor. But, but it's very important to the story. Hey, it's part of our love story, but it's not it's that. It's not that question that Jason had. So asked. then uh, I happened to meet up with my neighbor, who's doing the exact same thing. He <laughs> said he he is uh, setting off car alarms with his prelude. So then he's like... First of all, let's hard pause. Yes. In the world of the eclipse and the prelude, can we all be very honest with Scott and say that the prelude, prelude wins? A better car? Prelude wins all day. Okay. 
It has. Did you get the rounded? It has rear steering. Did you get the weird rounded, fucked up Mitsubishi Eclipse, or did you have the slant nose one? I had the slant nose. Uh, okay, I had the rounded one. That's fine. You cool. whatever. Well, no. Wait, oh, hold on. Mine was <laughs> mine was a '98. What was yours? Like a seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> because that's you know when I was a kid. You know what, motherfucker? <laughs> I deserve all of that. Indeed you do. I literally had the car that they had in Fast and Furious with like the little lights for. It. Oh yeah, you had no. Okay, yeah, what? I would. Yes, I saw that movie. And I said I have to have that car. Anyways, um, we go. My buddy says, what are you about to do? I'm like, I'm literally dirty as fuck from work. I'm going to go home. He goes, well, I'm going to dinner with a couple girls. Would you like to go? Sure. Sounds way better than my plans because I have, and David will attest to this, zero food at my house. I literally had beer and condiments. That was it. Um, So I went with him. We went to Stanford's in Walnut Creek. Taylor happened to be the roommate of the girl that my buddy Jason was hooking up with. She was there. She bought everybody's meal because she was showing off. And later that night, I really pissed her off, and she walked away and went on a date with somebody else. And then I stalked the shit out of her, and we uh, later fell in love. I mean, folks, if that's not a love story, then you're not watching any of the date lines where someone dies at the end. One hundred percent. Okay. If there's not, I mean, if this doesn't turn into a murder at some point, and there's not. DNA involved. People, right. were, people were worried. And they should be. Yeah. It, I mean, I think we all, you know, in hearing the story. I mean, and, hold on, and wait. The backstory and understanding. I feel like you have met Taylor. Yes. She could take care of herself. No, Taylor, she can take care of herself, and um, you know, there's a there's a part of her that says, "I've got an idea." Shh. And when she does that, everybody everybody listens. She's. She has a she has a strong presence and she's <laughs> and she's and she's a beautiful woman. You I, I'll say this. She towers the, she towers over really, Eric and really I, just shuts him the fuck up. Well, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Can she can she hear Eric? I mean, this is more of a point. I'm speaking up to her. I'm speaking up to her at this point, but whatever. We, who, but more importantly, I mean I would say that I've met both of your wives and let's be honest. You shot way above the rim. Oh, one hundred percent. So that's not even a short joke. So this no, one hundred percent. And then that's the thing. Like when people meet my wife after knowing me, when people meet Taylor after like knowing me for years, like work people, and they're like, "Oh, that's your wife." What fucking bet did she lose? Like, I'm like, yeah, you are like the five hundredth person that said that. Yeah, that's not funny anymore because. We know she lost the bet. She one hundred percent lost, and she's tired of hearing about it. No, and Scott, I mean, honestly, folks, I mean, if you, you guys, you get to meet these guys, and you get to hang out with them, have fun, and laugh like this. The, the, the thing is, is that they're 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 great people. They really are because you you have to have a. The great thing about love is the fact that you love yourself first, and in loving yourself first, you're able to be loved, and then also in loving yourself first, you get to fuck around and have fun and, and have these conversations because you know where it comes from and also you have a confidence inside of yourself that you love yourself so if you get uncomfortable hearing like I can't believe you said that understand this stop the podcast and go into a bathroom strip down naked and five times yell in the mirror I love you to yourself and feel the challenge feel that because the reality is if you don't love yourself you're never gonna have friends that can rib you and we can all laugh. I mean, I, David Halfway down the goddamn hallway 
on his knees laughing. You know why? Because we can do this together. Because we love our we love ourselves personally, and we are loved by other people. My bad. I thought yeah. I thought when you were talking about loving yourselves, we were back to the first question about the first time you came. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is why this is this is why we have a mute button <laughs> that I can't find. <laughs> <laughs> David, you and the wife. Yeah, the wife. Yeah, so yeah, we we met at a party. Um, I went to a party with a buddy of mine. Uh, mutual friends. We were at this party and uh, my wife was there, and uh, it was one of those moments. I was there, you know, brought a friend of mine, and you see the girl, and it's like, you know, time stops, right? And it's like, oh, that's that's the one. Just slows down, you know, like the like the movie scene, right? Like, oh, that's her. Then we ended up doing a chugging con- contest that night, <clears throat> a beer contest, and that she says that she uh, volunteered to do this because she felt the same way, but I kicked her ass in the chugging contest. And then uh, everybody was going out to the bars that night, and I was 21, but she was 20, so she didn't, she couldn't go. But I was going to another house party, and so she hopped in my car, and we went out to the house party. And halfway there, she had to pee, so we pulled over on the side of the freeway, and she peed in a tire. Your wife is like, this is the story I want to be told. Yes, this is the one that I want this, to be aired out. This, but let's this do has it. to be told, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. we go to this party, and my buddy's still with us too. There's uh, the three of us. We go to this party, and uh, we're drinking there. I'm not drinking, I'm driving, but uh, they're drinking, and my buddy gets fucking blitzed. And uh, he starts a fight, ends up throwing up on the kitchen floor, throws a punch. We were under my truck. And we're out. And then I'm like, all right. I drop him off at, we ran in my truck. People chasing us. Get in my truck. Drive off. Skirt, skirt. Gone. I drop my buddy off at my house. Take this girl I just met home. Here's my phone number. We had a good time. Call you later. And uh, ended up, you know, calling her later and. The rest is history. That's, that's, the rest how history. that's how it started. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah I was into her. Uh, uh, horse, wh- wh- whichever. I mean, you've been married about twenty times. So, um, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Right, Bud Light. I thought this was a Coors Light trip. I don't know where they came from. How? Hey, how hey, are hey, there, hey, Bud Light? Well, well, we don't, we're not talking about macro brews. Right. I don't know where they came from, but they're we here. We support local. So, uh, whichever one of your wives you want to talk about how they met. Um, I've only been married once. Well, to my sister. <laughs> yep, I said it. There so it is. let's fast forward to the. Yeah, how, about next, how about current relationship? How about current relationship? So current relationship. Um, I guess we keep it in the family. It's yeah, well, it's still in the family. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I think you want to trans. Maybe that's want... that. You don't want to throw that term around. There's yeah, there's a lot know. of. Um, we keep it in the a, friend circle. There's a lot of potential. Yeah, I don't even want to hang on. We keep it in the family That's because right. I think there's a lot of people who are married to a cousin or a sister or an aunt or an uncle that have kept it in the family. Maybe instead it's like, you know, the security of friends bringing people close to you. Or maybe you're on plenty of fish. I don't know. But do tell. Well, so after a couple of years... Um, Scott, uh, Colorblind Designs over here, 
his wife, Taylor, who you heard about a couple minutes ago, mm-hmm. was like, hey, I have a friend from work. I think you guys should go on a date. And it's like kind of cliche and, you know, not that exciting, but we went on a date and we've been together for three and a half years now. So, wow. Um, not much to the story, but uh, Taylor, who uh, in my phone up until, you know, you look her up, says Taylor, aggressive white woman. Is the name in my phone, but that's a whole nother story that's that we which, might have which, to. Which lead I feel like you have to tell now. We might no, we might have to just lead into that later. I like that. Uh, I was in a bar with my buddy, and um, this guy's outside, and he's just covered in face tats, everything. He's just covered up in tats, and no one's talking. He's outside, just smoking by himself. Uh, We—that's the interesting person here. Let's go talk to him. So we, my buddy and I are chatting with him, and I'm like, let's do a tequila shot. He's like, perfect, and we're having a good time, we're fucking around. He goes, by the way, what are you guys doing tomorrow night? And I'm like, nothing. You gonna go upstairs and get some beers, some adult beers, please? And so we're messing around, and uh, I go, you know what would be nice? Is to just have some more drinks with you. Like, I, I don't want anything from you. And he goes, no, 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 no. Man, you gotta come here tomorrow night. My buddy is renting out this bar. It's his birthday. I'll get you on the guest list. Well, my other friend is like, man, let's do it. I'm like, all right. So I, you know, we we, we always know each other's names. And I said, man, I don't know if it's a motherfucker. I don't even know it's true. Well, I roll up to the bar, get out of my cab, and the guy's like, hey, man, private party closed. And I go, I, I, so I'm supposed to be on a list. And he gives me two names. And I'm like, no, those aren't the names. And he goes, well, that's the names. I'm like, no, this guy said I'm, I was invited. And he's like, dude, you're on this list or this list? And I'm like, I don't know what list I'm on. Can you just look? And he's like, if I have to look for your name, you're probably not fucking invited. I said, well, it's fair, but this guy, and as I'm trying to explain it, he sees me and he goes, Jay, get in here now. And I'm like, he won't let me in. I don't know what list I'm on. And he grabs his friend, and the guy walks up, and he goes, no, this guy, let him in. So I get in, I'm standing by the bar, I'm talking to this cat, we're having a good time, and uh, he walks away to go talk to someone, and I'm pretty hammered by now, and I see my now wife across the bar. And I give her a wink and a nod, and she walks right over. Now, this guy's rented out the bar. It's an open bar. And I, as a respectful person, go, can I buy you a drink? And she goes, my friend rented out the bar. They're all free. And I go, exactly. Can I buy you a drink? Like, the best nation the world is donation. Donation. We're, come on now. Let's have some fun. And so we get a drink. And she goes, let me introduce my friends. And she turns around to walk away. And then I run out and grab a cab and go home. Because I'm hammered and I'm going to fuck it up. And then still I fucked it up. Because two days later, we're launching the School Protection app. Lloyds of London is behind it, and Apple goes, nope. So my business partner and I decide at 10 a.m. in the morning to go drink champagne. And then I text my now wife, and I say, hey, do you want to come drink with us? Tuesday fun day. And she goes, Tuesday's a work day. And I said, well, text me when you get off of work. Well, in between that text and before she gets off work, 
we get a treasure trove of pure MDMA. And I, being the gluttonous horse fuck that I am, one, do a tab under my tongue, I do another tab under, and nothing's happening instantly in my brain. And my ADHD is like, if it doesn't happen now, it's not working, you should take some more. So I took some more. I didn't realize my very rich friend who funded this company and did everything, I didn't know how much he had spent on this pure MDMA. So everyone else is like, just really gentle. They're like, oh, I'll take a little bit, Tony. Oh, this is great. And I'm like, this isn't working. What if I snort a line? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know that we go right to snorting lines. He goes, but also, I would like to see what happens if you do it. So go ahead. So now I'm texting her going, hey, you should come party with us. And she's like, hey, man, it's 7 o'clock at night. I'm going to bed. And I was like, all right, Grandma. Well, I hope you have a good night. And then I do copious amounts of MDMA to the point where all the bars are closed or with a friend of mine who owns a restaurant and he goes, I know a speakeasy, let's go. I'm like, perfect. Or we could go drink at your bar because you own a bar. And he goes, no, I'm not going to lose my liquor license when we're going to a speakeasy. I'm like, makes sense. I said, can we stop at an ATM? So we stop at an ATM and it actually is one of those old school ATMs that gives out $5 bills. And I get $100 on $5 bills. And then I walk into the speakeasy and I look at people, I'm like, is that a beer? And they're like, yep. And I smack it out of their hands. And I'm like, you dropped your beer, but it's okay, I'm a gentleman. I'm gonna let you buy another one with my money. And I thought that was super funny. Well, she texts me the next day and she goes, you know what, let's go get a drink. Now I'm coming down off MDMA and I am a wreck. My body is fucked two ways to Tuesday. My melaton, my, 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 my chemicals, everything's just, oh, I'm destroyed. Gum up, get it, we go. Snow, a little light snow and ice rain hits Austin. And I ask her, I say, hey, can you text me or call me when you get home? She goes, sure. She goes, where's your car? I'm like, I didn't drive. It's, you know, we're drinking. I had a DUI in the past. I don't fuck around with that. She goes, well, okay. Where do you want to go? And I didn't, I wasn't fully thinking. And I said, oh, just drop me off here. And it was next to some apartments, but it was also right across from my favorite bar, Dirty Bills. And so I just walked into Dirty Bills and, and drank and had a good time. And uh, she never called me. So the next, or texted me and said she got home safe. So the next day I'm like, hey man, I was fucking concerned. She's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And then I asked her, I said, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And she goes, uh, you know, I'm a girl, it's booked. Cool. I used to be a dessert chef. So I made cookies, I got wine, I got a card, and I just put it in her mailbox. And I said, enjoy your day tonight. I hope we can go out afterwards. And then she just canceled her fucking date and called me. And she says, I ate one of your cookies. I'm drinking your wine. Fuck. Come over. And I was like, sweet. And the rest was history. And we just really haven't spent any time apart since then. And I've messed things up along the way quite a bit. As and we, uh, As we all have. And she still decided to uh, stick around. So God bless her. That's what we do as dudes. That's she's, what we do as dudes. She sounds like a saint. Well, she's better than me. That's for damn sure. That doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. It's not a high bar, but it's a bar that you have to clear. It's a very old bar. It's an old bar. An old bar that you have to set. It's a bar that you could easily walk under. <laughs> that, that is, I could walk under that, but I'm also like half your age, so I get it. I get it. I get it. Half my age, half my size. Listen, these, <laughs> it's, are, it's these are numbers that exactly. we don't need to get into. That's right. We don't need to get into this. It's a whole other story. We can unwrap that later. It's totally fine. Uh, that's right. Let's go in the opposite direction. And so the, 
Eric, what do you what, what question you got for the group? Oh wow. Uh you kind of already answered this earlier, but I didn't hear from these guys. Sure. What is your best Vegas experience? Oh, I haven't answered that yet. You talked about Vegas. Mm. Maybe not your best one, but you talked about Vegas. We, we, I mean, I think I know what his experience is. But what's yours? I don't have too many Vegas experiences. Uh, we, we went to Vegas together. Uh, Eric, Nick, and myself. We did. I wasn't invited because I'm too tall. And we I'm also... Old. Uh, Way too old. We also... <laughs> Didn't know each other back then. That I was mean, the, that was the other thing. Hot tub time machine, but it's fine. Whatever. <clears throat> I mean, we had a really good time playing. We did top golf. We did um, casinos. We did all of the things that Vegas is. We we did them. That was. I mean, I have no crazy story. I'm not a big gambler. I think I won like a hundred dollars in roulette, and that was a win for me. And that was it. We have t- actually. You know what? Taylor and I went to Vegas, and we did like. We did Vegas old people style, where we like woke up hella early in the morning, and we like walked all the casinos, and then by the time it got to be like nighttime, we were sleeping. Like it that was. Sounds like a Jason trip. <laughs> did you go to Denny's? <laughs> we did. did. you get to see your discount? Because did Jason you, qualifies for that. Did you go to Perkins? Because that. Oh, yeah. pancakes, let's be but honest. no, like I haven't. I don't have any like crazy ass Vegas stories where it's like strippers and blow. I have none of that. Like we did Vegas. We did clubs at night. I stayed up late, like in, like a big boy should. Um, but no, we don't. We didn't. I haven't done like crazy Vegas before. That's fair. Dave, you done crazy Vegas? Uh, no, no crazy Vegas. My buddy got married in Vegas back in like I don't know, early two thousands. When I was forty. <laughs> yeah, probably when you were about forty. Fair, fair. Um, you beat me to it. I know, I'm just trying to jump the it's, it's It's softer when he does it to himself. <laughs> it hurts less. A medium softy? We flew, we flew out there. We did a, a bachelor party kind of before the wedding, and it was just, you know, going out drinking, doing the things we do, and betting on sports and whatnot. And uh, he got married out there at the Bellagio. Um, and that's probably, probably it. I mean,. There's not a whole lot to it. We it was 115 degrees, walking across the street in a tuxedo. Um, my wife was out there for the first time too, doing a um, birthday party for a friend, and so my uh, buddy had heard about that, and she was able to go to the wedding, and it was a good time. Um, other than that, I've, I've been out to Vegas a couple times for softball. Played softball tournaments, but yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of Vegas. I don't do uh, a lot of uh, betting or. or, or you don't that. gamble like your brother. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I like that. Uh-huh. Horse, what you got, brother? Not much exciting. I mean, I'd say uh, similar trips to being with Eric and. Uh, well, it was Scott. for your birthday. Yeah, but it was it was pretty mellow, you know. All in all, for uh, when I handed off the baton to you in a moment. I'm pretty sure everything we're going to talk about is like... Uh, Bullshit. You know, just get to Jason. Right? Like, <laughs> Why are we going to stop right now and let Jason take over? Because we all know we can... We... I mean, I was going to do a pitch where I, I bash Spirit Airlines, but at this point, we may as well just hand to Jason. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't approve of Spirit Airlines either. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a racket, folks. Just fly Southwest. Would you, rather, would you rather fly a Spirit or who is it that you just... United? Yeah, they, United. I'd rather walk. <laughs> <laughs> Those two fucktards. That's They're fair. horrible. 
So I got I got I got two that that really are 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 in the memory banks of, of, of solid good times. So um, one was it was a very long fun night, but we started I started drinking early, really early at the M bar, and I wanted to figure out if I could negotiate while I was gambling to get more than one cocktail waitress to visit the table I was gambling from to get more cocktails. And I had corralled like two or three to kind of swing over. So I was just constantly getting drinks. And I was up about two or three grand. And then uh, my buddy came to pick me up and we went downtown and we met some other friends. The knocking sound is a fridge, folks. A fridge that has never fucking worked until this, this fridge has been we our enemy. decided to start recording. Uh, so anyway, so we're hanging out, we're having a good time. And we go downtown and we're having fun and um, we're getting really drunk and I walk by a magic store and I see a big pink gorilla. <laughs> and I walk in, I'm like, I would like to buy a pink gorilla suit. And he goes, it's $300. I was like, no problem. And then he put it in this big box. And then, I, and then drunk Jason lost his mind a little bit. And I said, is there anything smaller? This is a big box. And he goes, no. I go, wait, you can take a goddamn red Toyota Corolla and turn it into a matchbox car but you can't make this box any smaller. You're a fucking magician. And he's like, sir, I actually just work in the magic store. I'm not a magician. It's not how things work. And I was like, you know, I, I don't need excuses. I need a box easier to carry. So he walked in the back and he just grabbed me a garbage sack. So I threw it over my shoulder. I texted uh, my, my stepbrother who's living in town. I go, hey, we're at this bar or at this you know, this this uh, hotel. He goes, no, 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 go to this other hotel. I've got you a place in the club and you've got bottle service, just tip the girl. So we walk into a club and I have a, like Tom Sawyer, who's run away from home. I have a garbage sack over my shoulder with a pink gorilla suit inside there. And we are at a very nice club with bottle service and the bottles are waiting. And so are two waitresses. We're drinking and these girls next to us run out of booze. And I said, oh, just come over here. And I have some unique talents. One of them is, is that no matter how much clothing you're wearing or anything else, if your bra snaps in the back, I can undo it with just two fingers. No matter how many clips there are. I don't care about the clips. You're a wizard. I'm a wizard. And this girl's all, no you can't. And my buddy goes, can we not do this? And she goes, he's a fucking liar. And he goes, we probably shouldn't go down this road. And I just walked over, and, I was, and her kittens ran free for a hot second. She's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then I walked next to all of her other friends and just undid their bras. I thought it was funny. One girl actually kind of found it funny. So we end up making out on the dance floor, having a good time, wrestling around a little bit. And then I decided I want to gamble some more. So I once again, Tom Sawyer it up, and I'm with her, and we're downstairs, and we're playing this game, and this and then the dealer goes, of course, is falling asleep in my story. And the dealer goes, he goes, hey, um, one second. And I was on a hot streak. I was up five grand. And he goes, one second, sir. And I'm like, yep. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and there's security. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm drunk. I'm getting arrested. And can I get a beer, please, sir? And uh, he goes, we've been watching the girl you're with, and she's been stealing some of your chips. And I was like, what? So she, had, so we, yes, please. So we kick her out, 
and uh, they, they, they walk around. She's, you coming with me? And I'm like, no, you fucking thief. <laughs> so then I get a cab, but I don't know where my buddy lives, but I've got an idea. <laughs> and as I'm trying to figure out where my buddy lives, the cab driver's like, hey, man, I'm off shift now. Like, I'm done. And I said, but I have all these $100 bills. Can you just take me? He goes, no, I've been driving all fucking night. Get out of my cab. So now I'm in a neighborhood. I don't know where I am. I'm in the Blue Mountain area, but I don't know exactly where, with a pink gorilla suit in a garbage pack over my shoulder, walking through. It's a little cold, so I break into it to put the pink gorilla hands on and then the chest peed on to get a little bit warmer. In November. I find my buddy's house. The door's locked. So I sneak in through the doggy door and I fall asleep on his couch. His wife comes down and I've got thousands of dollars in cash across me and a pink gorilla suit that I've now fully put on because I'm cold because I couldn't find a blanket. <laughs> she walks down the steps and screams because she says, you see a big fat pink gorilla in your house in Vegas. I would think it's natural. She took a shock to it and freaked the fuck out. And I jumped up. I probably, you know, lost a, at least a thousand bucks on her fucking couch if she screamed at me. And I'm sure it was strategic by her to make some money. But nonetheless, had had a very good time. By the way, very this this is the story that when I invited you to to come on this trip, I made the decision that you were gonna sleep in our travel trailer. Yes. Instead of our house. Uh huh. That's a good choice. <laughs> it's a very good choice. Uh, we were um, there's there was another time where. Uh, I was uh, doing uh, correspondence work for uh, CNBC covering March Madness, and um, none of those made the air uh, because, well, you know, I like to drink. And that was a fun time because I still got into every bar and every club and every area during March Madness that was roped off for fancy people only because I was just... I was like, oh, I had a press badge. Like, I had a thing. Like, And I was reporting to a person at CNBC about what was going on. And I got to do that. And that was super fun. I had a really good time. Uh, there was one other time where I, 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 I used to be like a 330 pounds. I lost some weight. And we were partying. And I had a Bootsy Collins shirt on, which I thought was pretty cool. Y'all don't know who Bootsy Collins is. But he, he, was, he, was, he was a fun guy. Google him. It's 70s. Early, early, early. But we're, uh, we're leaving, and I thought it was fun to walk around and just bless people. So I just want to be like, bless you, bless you. And then this one girl, I said, bless you, and her head actually hit the, the machine, and she won. And I was like, you're welcome. I'm doing the Lord's work. Well, then my pants fell down, but I was hammered, so I was afraid if I bent down to pull my pants up, I would fall down. But I don't own underwear. So it's just Bootsy Collins, my dick, and my pants, and my pants are at my ankles. So I look at Father John and my boy Brett and my other buddy Chris, and I'm like, can someone pull my pants up? And these three fucking friends are like, no, mother, we pull you. No, yeah, no one's gone. pulling your pants up. I'm like, someone needs to pull my pants up. I can't pull my. You know, I am pantsless in a casino, and no security has shown up. Yet you're still wearing Depends, though. Well, yes, because I have loose bowels. You're a man of a certain age. I'm a man of a certain age, and uh, you know. I, I have I, I have, a, I have, a, I have a deviated taint. Anyways, <laughs> look that up. 
You want to talk about miracle hospitals? They're looking at the cute kids with the deviated septums. Try, the de try a deviated taint. I've got an idea. There's a challenge, all right? It makes sex very difficult. There is like some it. taint magic out there, though. There is some taint magic out there. There's actually some on this trip. Wow. There's a lot on this trip. But, you know, that comes with a heavy cost of dick butt. Anyways. <laughs> They ended up pulling my pants up. We go back to my buddy's house, and the more the funnier part was we're driving by and there's a house on fire, and I'm like, we should stop and help. And my buddy's like, no, we're not. How do you think you're gonna help? I was like, I have to pee. <laughs> and this was all rational to me. And he's just like, you can't piss enough. And I was like, challenge accepted. I've, I, you have I've a, had a lot of beer. I've had a lot of beer. I've been drinking all day. I think I get. I think I can piss. And then my, my buddy Father John, who's a germaphobe, he's like, Jay, we're not going to pull over. Please calm down. I'm like, fine. And I just and it's Vegas. It's the dry air. I reach in. I pull out the biggest booger I can. I go, can I touch your face? Can I touch your face? And he's a germaphobe. And he's trying to call, crawl out the back. A seven-foot tall man is trying to crawl out the back window of a sedan because he's a germaphobe, I picked a booger and I'm trying to touch his face. And I think it's hilarious, and I don't realize that he could kill me at any moment, because he's a huge By the way, being. I have to say, I'm, I'm gonna call out Father John right now. Call him out! So, Wednesday night, we're leaving dinner. Yep. Oh, uh, no, 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 way before dinner. We're, we're heading back from, like, the breweries, back to my house. Ghost town. We're, no, 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 we, we've been to Federation, uh, we're heading back, Jason FaceTimes Father John. This is before we even go to dinner. Like, we're heading back to my house. News to me. Exactly. Exactly. We spent, we spent time at Ghost Town. We Yeah, we've been to Ghost Town. We've been to Federation. Yeah. We're now heading back in to Concord. Jason FaceTimes Father John. Father John says, you have no fucking idea what you're in for. Jason is a fucking insane person. You you cannot you will not be able to keep up with him. I feel like making love. No, your friends are bitches. <laughs> I feel like oh shots fired. I feel like gone. most of us have kept up with you. Not exceeded. If if not exceeded. I mean I don't know anyone's but. Um, but he yeah, he slow down though. He's getting older. Yeah, he is right. getting older. You gotta go pace to maybe age, and then I'm still kicking everyone. Maybe back. Jason, like maybe Jason, like 15 years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, I'm like my 40s? like I was, I was literally scared. Max. I was scared, but now I'm not. You shouldn't be. The fact, I mean, listen, Father John uh, as as a, is, a, is a beautiful human being, but when it comes to uh, the things that I enjoy in life has a difficult constitution of absorbing them in some capacity. Uh, that being a lot of semen, um, alcohol, and any of the drugs that I like to do. And so he gets nervous. And he's drank with me before, and he thinks... There's, there's moments where he's like, I'll just go beer for beer with Jason. And none of my friends have ever legitimately... They're like, we're going to drink together. I'm like, great, let's sit down. But when they say we're going to drink together, I am assuming with them back in the day that it was like I'm going to order us a beer and then the next one and when I'm done yours comes next because remember I told that story about yeah, my dad yeah with your dad and so and people were like what's the story my dad and I went to I, I, my, I told my dad fresh out of college I go I can out drink you and he goes son 
I spill more than you drink. And then he decided to get me not only annihilated, but then saved the beers I did not drink till the next morning and made me drink them the next morning. Psycho. Well, that instilled a competitive nature in how I should process certain things. And with that, Father John has been the recipient of that. My friend Heather, she went drink for a drink with me. And in Colorado, when she'd never had any sort of drugs before, went edible for edible with me. That's a bad idea. Ah, bad idea. I like to run in the 100 milligram range. She likes to run in the 5 milligram range. <laughs> The difference there seems like 95 milligrams, but it's really kind of a grand canyon of understanding toxicity in the body and how it can handle it. That's all it is. I'm just a little more blessed. I'm actually super surprised and impressed. This whole group, up early, no one complains about hangovers. I don't know if they get them or not. I just, I don't. I don't. Eric doesn't. I don't get them. Scott doesn't get him. Dave, do you get hangovers? Yeah. David gets hangovers, but he played and he powers like a fucking champion. He's drinking beer. Horse, horse is getting one right now. Horse, horse literally is on his way to one right now. <laughs> I power through. You power through. Horse powers through. Sometimes it, it takes, you know, a high C or, or one of those orange drinks from McDonald's, but he powers through just like a just like a young man should or a child. Did, listen, we're not about labels, okay? We're about no working through things. We're not about ageism. Right. We're not about the fact that he had to pack Lunchables to get through is, is, is <laughs> look how he looks at me like. Now you're just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So good. I forget the question. So uh, instead, who was asking questions? I did. You did. All right, then. What was the question? The question was best Vegas. Oh, it yeah. was, well, we did and, that. And, so we all did that. And, and he went on a tangent. Went on a tangent. No, it, we he, he did it. We finished with him. He, right. Nobody answered it, Eric but he went on a gone. tangent. I have not, have not gone. Eric so, has not gone. Eric, what you got? Well, knowing that gray bush over here likes very long-winded, I will keep mine short and to the point. But I was at UC Santa Barbara, and I did a guy's trip. We went to MGM Grand. We were there, whatever, three nights. The second day, we were at a pool party. I was convinced that there was a girl there that looked just like Eliza Dushku. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah. She was on Bring It On. <clears throat> she was the cheerleader that was a gymnast, whatever. I'm not allowed to know who she is. You're too old. You yeah. would not know. It's not Judy Garland. It's not you know, someone from. Way you know the back Golden the Girls. It's not. It's not B. Arthur. It's not Betty White. It's okay. It's not Blanche from Golden Girls. It's not. <laughs> no, Sophia. It's close though, but it's okay. not. You're, uh, you're at least off by a decade. That's right. And I approached her, and I'm not gonna lie. My first line to her was, "I think you look just like Elijah Dushku. I think I need to buy you a drink." She then proceeded to act like she was Elijah Dushku. She wasn't. All of my friends knew she wasn't. I thought she was. I was hammered the entire trip. She probably got. Did the lazy eye give it away for your friends? It did. What does oh, really Stadium say? That was way before Stadium. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's a, it's irrelevant. Uh, it's because Stadium looks in the mirror and goes, both my eyes sit forward. Are straight. So. I'm straight. My wife now, Stadium. Love her to death. But yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she may or may What's not up, have, Stadium? Hey, she may or may not have gotten at least nine or ten drinks out of me until she took her sunglasses off, and I'm like, you were definitely not Elijah Dushku. Jason's point. Where are you looking? It was not a lazy eye, but once she took the glasses off, I'm like, you look literally nothing like her, but... Did none of your friends go, hey, it's 2 a.m., we're in Dre's. 
why is she wearing sunglasses? And you're like, I don't care. It's Eliza Dushku. No, because my guys at that time were hype men, and they 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 had my back. Oh, so they could actually see her eye to eye. Facts. I could not see her eye to eye unless I stood on a stepping stool. It it got it got aggressive. But when I finally did see eye to eye to her, I realized it wasn't her, and that's that. So moving on. Moving on. <laughs> we are done. Once, By the oh, way, wait. Once you got a step stool, you figured it out. That's it was, I think it was more of a ladder. That's exactly ladder. what it took. There was a ladder. There it's was a folding ladder he carries with him, but it's cute because it's a backpack too. It is, and it, it holds is. other useful things. I look like Dora the Explorer. That's right. I do. He's got a. He's got a. He's, you know how? You know how some people have the selfie cam? That's just how he talks to you. It's weird how Eric will FaceTime you in the same room, but it's just so he can see you and talk to you. It's that's, beautiful. That's fair. That's not wrong. You're not wrong. Scott, what you got for questions, brother? <laughs> All right, so I've been trying to figure this one out, but um, we all, as as men, have, like, dumb moments, sure. right, in our lives. But, no, I mean, not me. But what was your funnest dumb moment? Where you want to go? You want to start with your brother? Yeah, we're going to start with David. Funnest dumb moment. Funnest dumb moment. Like, not just your dumbest moment, but, like, what was your dumbest moment that was, like, the most fun? I like this. Once again, I mean, Man. dead air is really hard. Oh, to yeah. Process. I've had a lot of dumb moments, but... but did, is there There's just you, too is many there to one that from. you look back and laugh? Like, when you tell, when you think about it, you're like, I can't believe that. This is... And you just giggle when you... you get, like, like, you got away with it, or you That just wasn't reality, happens. but... I mean, like, my life's a dumb moment, right? It's hard. I'm nothing? To, no, I'm trying to come up with something. That's all right. Well, hey, we'll, we'll come back to you. Yeah, of course. Horse, you got something? Well, I do, but can I nudge you? I mean, maybe it's, nudge not, him. Yeah, maybe nudge it's him. not a dumb moment, but where'd you sleep in college a lot? Oh, in the bushes. Yeah. yeah. So l- let's get into uh, that a little I, bit. I really like that all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, yeah bushes. Yeah, also, but, but not you, mattresses. You gotta, but get, it was, you gotta get into it's, that. It's not just one moment, it was multiple moments. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, in college, I, I drank a lot in college, and I still drink. A good, decent amount, but yeah, in college, uh, drank a decent amount, and we would come home, and I would fall asleep in the bushes. And there was one time I remember Scott and Taylor were visiting me. I was up in uh, Davis, and uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, we came home, and I thought it'd be a good idea to throw my sandal, and I tripped over this chain link. Uh, Thing that was going from one building to the other tripped over that and I'm pretty sure I broke my thumb <laughs> and then I threw up right there not only that I just, well, like that, the fact, I just like the fact that on your headstone it's going to be sleeping in bushes with Jesus that, so <laughs> it's just, gonna just uh, backpacking onto that that little moment right there uh-huh. about five minutes before that happened I was literally carrying each of them, Taylor and David, through a park and really had to take a piss and there was a parking garage right there. So I literally, I'm like, put them together and like hold each other up, go to take a piss on a car because why wouldn't you piss on somebody's car handle? Yeah. And uh, on my way back, there's a cop shining a light on them because they both just collapsed onto the grass. I'm like, nope, I got them. We're out of here. Mr. Davis cop, we are gone. 
I love it. Yes. Morris, what you got, brother? Um. Well, if we're going with Bush themes. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I, was I was really, I was really hoping you were going that direction. And by the way, folks, if you're if you're thinking like, where is this going? Is it about coloring of the bush? Is it about the gray bush? This is where you're going to be wrong in all of these things because the story you're about to hear is one of decadent earlobe indulgence. I can make it really long. Do we just need no, to go like this? Uh, our, our, we need to go like part way, wait, right? Wait, what would Jason do with it? Jason, would, Jason would do what old people do, <laughs> and they would elaborate on every portion of the story. But horse is of a younger generation, so so we'll try to go a little faster. But in matter. in college, we used to get real drunk and decide it was fun to jump into bushes. Don't know why, can't explain it. It's a college thing. Must be a college thing, especially after forties. I, I just like that your bush thing. I did it. So um, fast forward a few years. We were in San Francisco. It was my birthday. Um, Eric was there. I was there. He would. He could only see over the bush a little bit because he's so short. <laughs> but they hadn't trimmed him yet. Well, no. They they actually. The funny part is they had just trimmed them because he's like, look at how high horse can jump. He's a god. How are you not in the NBA in the Slam Dunk Championship? What is going on? I need to tell my friends. So How high you can jump. I used to high jump into the bushes. And the high jump part didn't matter. The fact that you just go in ass back first. Come in the hot. Straight high. down, hot into the bushes. But uh, land in the bushes. No big deal. Hopped up, ran down the street. Then people go, there's something wrong with your back. It looks like it looks like you're covered in dirt. And so, because uh, I was about at level with that, by the way. Anyways, it's fine. Keep going. Proceed. So, um, <laughs> I remember saying it must be dirt because it doesn't hurt, and the rhyme sticks in my head. And then I put my hand back there, and I go, "Oh yeah." It's like I'm real close to dirt. Trust me. It's not dirt. <laughs> I know what dirt it's looks not like. Dirt. Horse that is not dirt. I know I... what dirt looks like. I'm eye level with it on a daily basis. You... That is not dirt. Eric was not dirt. Eric was watching from the side at the level of a garden gnome. I was. I, I'm like a garden gnome. Let's be real. It's fine. It's okay. He was okay. not. <laughs> he was about one third the level of the bush. Garden gnome level. Mm. But okay. Okay. So <laughs> felt felt the blood. Looked at my hand and go, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. That little guy, we're going to actually have to worry about that little guy. So, um, fast forward, had to pack the wound with a t-shirt, put a hoodie on. Which, by the way, that's what doctors tell you to do. Because they're like, can you grab a t-shirt? Probably not washed. And pack that wound. Pack it in. Well, it, it was my undershirt. I had already worn so it. So it had been sweaty and had, you know, I don't know, germs on it. Yeah. Facts. But that's a risk I was willing to take. I'd rather not bleed out in the car. I mean, you know, potato, potato. It, it wasn't that bad, but we had an hour drive to the ER. However, I, let me interject real quick because let's, let's go ahead and play on this short thing because let's be real, I am little. That trip on the way home, everyone fit in the car except for me. Guess where I got to sit? The trunk. 
the trunk <laughs> of a, I'm not kidding. I am not shitting you. The fucking back of a Honda Pilot. I was condensed into a little meatball in the back of a Honda Pilot. I mean, True story. Hold on. True story. Were you condensed or would like, like <laughs> were you taking the position of what a normal person though they would be condensed? I'm not gonna lie, I was literally like fully laid out, arms stretched out, legs stretched so much out. Room. I had so much room for activities. For activities. Anyways, move on. But true I mean, story. But it was ruined because, you know, Bleedy McBleedy over here is fucking I didn't go to the ER. Well, I didn't want to go to the I ER. I wanted I wanted to go home and go to sleep, but I was told I had to go to the ER. And so we get there, and the first thing you don't want to hear is the ER admittance nurse going, wow, you really fucked yourself up, didn't you? Well, that's called bedside manner, all right? And if you read any books, if you've gone to college, that's in the curriculum. If you want to get a PhD in medicine, which I got from... A very accredited college in Kazakhstan, they will tell you that is how you approach or I a was wound, his instructor. Is that you just walk up and you're like, hey, that's fucked up. Who's got the super glue? And this was back in 1975, just so everyone is very right. aware. Very aware. As Gray Bush Air. There was a gas crisis, which also <laughs> ensured that if they were in the fucking hospital, it was a bad situation. The, the Exxon Valdez problem. Very true. So you're just you're, to set it straight. That you are, you that, are, you are that was Jason's time period. You are this story was blood. 2010. You're squirting blood. They now have modern medical appliances. No super glue. What well, I'm sure they did have super glue, but the guy, he said on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain? Zero. I feel did, nothing. Did he ask on a scale of one to ten what's your intoxication? He did not. Well, he that was this is probably where, where it should have started. Did, did he say on a scale of one to ten what's your brother-in-law's height? <laughs> huh. Huh. All right. And he looked at him and he went one ruler. At best. At best, a ruler maybe. You know, the flimsy plastic ruler, not the hard wooden ruler, okay? The one you can kind of fucking bend and be like, that's nine inches. <laughs> I'll round a corner. Which, by the way, that same ruler is how I also got my wife. It's nine inches. It might bend around, but it's not. It's not. I mean, it your, your units of measurement are off as a little person. And I think it's great. It's like, you walk a mile, I've walked down Two. the boat. You walked barefoot <laughs> to school and the snow with a backpack with Jesus. Yeah. But anyways, no, that, that's fine. Go, Take it with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so you're, you're Sorry, purging please. blood, you feel no pain. Are you lightheaded at all? No, I uh, was handed a flask on the way home from San Francisco and just sipped on that. I don't know that you're around doctors right now. No, but... <laughs> well, not until we got back to the ER. Okay. And uh, they stapled it up. He didn't do much. And then he... Was it a red stapler from the office or was it... It was Milton stapler. It was, it was not Milton stapler. Milton's he was oh. not mumbling in the background. Was he asking about a swing line? Did you eat a We did not... Like we didn't jump to conclusions. Okay. Well, I like to. <laughs> Was there flair involved? I wish. I mean, he he actually may have jumped to conclusions and mis misdiagnosed. So um, he said, "There's some plant matter in there. You're gonna have to come back in a couple days. It's gonna be infected." So fast forward a couple days, came back. It's infected. Put me on IV drip antibiotics. Great. 
Couple more days, went back to the regular doctor. He pushed on it. The staples popped out and pus was coming out of the staple holes. Mm. And he goes, you need to go back to the ER. I go, well, it's Friday. It's about 9 a.m. I'm just going to the office first. I'll come back to the ER at like 5. So I did. And the lady goes, uh, I'm going to stick my finger in here, but this is going to hurt a little bit. And we're going to see how deep this finger goes and how deep the wound is. And she goes, yeah, I lost my entire finger in your, your back. Same exact words when you did your first confession. Also same exact words was the first time he got his prostate exam. But anyways, let's keep going. Moving on. Hold this dog. Who's, <laughs> who's he? Me or Graybeard? Oh, Graybush. Not you. Graybush. Oh, sorry. You're you a young man. You're I mean, I man. prefer distinguished gentlemen, but you guys... It's, it's, it's potatoes. That's right. I'm going to name that dear distinguished gentleman now. Fuck off. Damn right. Graybush. Long story short, the uh, I had to get admitted. They had to... Um, debrieved the wound and they said I basically was one inch from impaling myself through and through from the back to the front and you're alive and you're with us and you have a beautiful vagina scar I don't know how they sewed I, now, I, don't know, I don't know what plastic surgeon you pissed off that he was like I'm gonna sew this up <laughs> it's but like he's I pussy also on his back. really want to make it look like a pussy so they said it had to heal from the inside out <laughs> from the whole front to the whole back mm. but um they were wrong it hasn't healed yet. Well, <laughs> your back has a vagina. He did it, so. look at me. He said, "You're never going to be a supermodel," and I pretty much knew that. But now you're I'm like, back. "What about a hand model?" But now I have a <laughs> now right. I have a back vagina. Right. Well, I mean, we all do. That's not true. I just trying to make it feel better. <laughs> <laughs> no one has a back I've vagina. I've never met someone else with a back vagina. No, I mean you're unique and different, and I love your OnlyFans page. At least like it's not belly button vagina. Back vagina on OnlyFans, where you show pictures of your back vagina. For, oh for, yeah, that's money know, making. It's money making right yeah. there. It would your, be it would be way can, better. I'll tell you what, you can shake your head no, but your bank account's gonna shake its head yes. That's right. Okay, it's gonna go up, down, up, down, and then when you get that new red Toyota Corolla, <laughs> you're gonna ride around town with such pride that your back vagina bought it, and that brings life to a full circle. That's right. Which is why we do it. What was your question, Scott? Something about the craziest mm. something. I, it, it, was it was Vegas. Favor- no, 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 no. It was like favorite. Just, I jumped the bush. Wait a minute. Best yeah. dumbest thing ever. I mean, my you know that's my life. Oh, uh, I live in just a. Yeah, world you're probably like do. this this trip. I mean, everything I do, I just it's I fall into dumb luck. Uh, I'm, I'm a very you know. Or said we were just talking about this on the, uh, on the boat. He's always like he, we joked around today. And he's like, this is my shock face every time you tell something. I am very blessed or fortunate or wherever it may be that I live in a world of dumb mistakes, dumb luck, and then I come out of it in some way. And sometimes it's in a day, sometimes it's in five years. But it's, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a blessed, lucky person. You know, a, a random fun story uh, where I did something dumb. I was a kid, and I don't know how I didn't die, but I was with my buddy Nick. What's up, Nick Sheedy, who is one of the great... He uh, He's one of the top people in the world that can be like, Hey, who's my dad? And who's my great-great-great-great-grandfather? And Genealogist. Who, who created, you know, a cookbook based on semen? And he'll just he'll find it out. Hey, Debbie. Not, not the one that's being printed now, but like the original one from the Romans. Like, he'll find out... Not the one that was delivered by Amazon then, today? Yeah, and then he'll like... And then he'll give you the recipes... 
and he'll tell you which ones he likes and why. So we're hanging out. We're in, we're in uh, Big Fork, Montana, and I have a 1984 Nissan Maxima four-door with a sunroof. Sunroof is the very important part. It's also kind of a fun car because if the doors were open or the lights were on, it would talk to you. It'd be like you you your friend would leave. Like, right door ajar. Right door ajar. Your lights are on. And I was like, this smart motherfucker. I love you. Like I'm not gonna forget anything. Well, we'd drive down the road, and I thought it would be fun. He would hold the steering wheel, and I would climb out and sit in the sunroof. And then I would angle my feet over so I could drive with the steering wheel, and then he would sit next to me. And we would do this with the lights off on the car and just go as fast as we could because there were long straightaways uh, around where we lived. And like 90 miles an hour. And like, oh, the corners. And it, the math never works, yeah. right? The corner's coming up. So you were like the original Ghost Ride the Whip. Yeah, kind of. And we had fun. I tell the story now, now that I have a Was kid, it a buggy? It was a 1984 <laughs> Nissan Maxima that had artificial intelligence and talked to me like Kit from Knight Rider. You don't know what Knight Rider is, but it was an amazing. It was. I can't even bring up Airwolf or any other. Oh, you can talk about Airwolf. Airwolf. You can talk Airwolf. Yeah, Airwolf. It was an amazing car that talked to me, and uh, but I remember like we'd be like, "There's a corner coming up, right?" And we're going as fast as this car will go, and then he's trying to get through the sunroof, and my fat ass, and then he's trying to get through, and he's got to hold the steering wheel, and then I've got to move my feet without touching the steering wheel, and then get in, and then we get to the corner, slam on the brakes, get through the corners, another straight, and we do the whole fucking thing again. The fact that we didn't die, didn't get a ticket, nothing happened to us. The fact that the, I, I, I'm blown away. I really am blown away that I'm alive. I really am. Eric, what you got? I mean, uh, and first of all, this is going to be a unique perspective, right? Because we've all been talking to people who, you know, experience life normally. Now we get a unique perspective looking up. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. So uh, when you saw, you know, let's say like a dragonfly eye to eye. You're like, Dandelions. We're going to wrestle. They're so strong. That's fair. That when is when fair. you went toe to toe with the garden gnome, you know when, I did the, not when, win. when the chipmunk chased you and you're like, "Mom, mom!" and she's like, "Come here, rest in my palm, son, rest in my palm." There is gonna be no little people that love us. Yeah. When when your first chinchilla got a saddle and you rode it across the lawn. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of hate with little people who might listen to this. They're like, look, look, Jason. When you saw that roly-poly, you said, I could, I could saddle that, bitch. I could, that. I could definitely saddle a roly-poly, and it would be a great time. So I wish that was my story, but it's not. Uh, you tried to do a big person thing. What happened? I did. I did. I, uh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> We've now lost Jason, but uh, it's all right. Uh, I, I mean, it was almost—it was almost like today when I was amazed that he was able to turn on the water slide water. But I didn't realize that you could—you could go up onto the second level and reach right down there and turn well, on. That was at his eye level. So your eye <laughs> yeah, level. I had no idea. I was like actually having to stretch to reach it. I had no idea you go up second level and just like bend this down. Is, this is why when you get a kid the first time, you lay on your belly and you see all the things they can see. That's right. Little people, big world. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I see the world. And they're like, oh, no. Because Eric went down the side. I'm like, I turned the water off. And they're like, oh, no, Eric turned it on. I'm like, there's no fucking way. 
He couldn't reach that. He couldn't reach it. And they're like, oh, no, no. It's like, he can reach right down there. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking shortcut for Eric. Perfect. I might be small, but I'm smart. I found that lever. <laughs> you found the workaround. I, I did find the workaround. I love a workaround. I do love a workaround almost as like as much as I like a reach around, but that's another story. And a ladder. Uh, yes, I love ladders. Can I see eye to eye with most people on this cast? But anyways, uh, what is the dumbest or what, what was the question? Dumbest. Best, I mean, best way, dumbest thing. I mean, pretty much whatever. Pretty much whatever you want to talk about at this no. point. Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, oh, let's let's get weird here. So, uh, my first and only DUI. I was doing a client event in Walnut Creek. Did a happy hour. Knew I shouldn't drive, but you know what? <coughs> I decided to drive anyways, and uh, I fell asleep while driving. I don't recommend that, by the way. Uh, I'm in the toll side on the Benicia Bridge. I wake up, come to. Hard left, try to go to the fast track side, hit the center divide, and the first thing I decided to do is call the cops on myself. Wait, can we pause? Do you angle hard left? Always? <laughs> that is also another story, Horace, that we will not bring up right now, but yes, I was born angling hard left and the height of a garden gnome. We're, we're past that now. Now, now another, another question. When you wreck your car... Do the pedals that help you, the, the sticks that help you reach the pedals, did those break? <laughs> when the airbag went off? I was thinking the exact same thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put this little myth to bed. I am not a little person. I have nothing against little people. I am of average height. But it's a big world out there. It is a big world out there. But... Are you average height with your family of little people, or is there anything like obviously an average height in this room? Which is okay. Which is, I think it's great, and obviously we are accepting people because you're here. You're in a booster seat. You're closer to the mic. I love it. Okay, we love having He's you here. buckled in. <laughs> to be fair, well, I he has to be buckled in because if he falls from this height, he could he could get a concussion. I could. I really could. He would, we are basically in a restaurant booth. Okay, and if he falls. He's gonna hurt himself. He could dislocate. Stadium, we're taking care of him. <laughs> First of all, for, wait, wait a wait a minute. If we're talking about dislocated hips, my last words to Jason before he decides to get on this inner tube is: You are a man of a certain age. I do not recommend going on that inner tube. But if you're gonna do it, please don't break a hip. But anyways, he did. He said that, I and I said, imagine. How much fun you could have running around with this inner tube that I'm gonna lay down on and get pulled by a boat from? <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, "If I could play it later, that would be great. If I could just, you know, run some laps on it, jump in the center like a trampoline, that would be really good for me. I would like the exercise, and I'm like, I'm here to help." I would like to change my story that I just said to the time that I jumped on, said. <laughs> <laughs> inner tube like it was a trampoline that was the best day of my life was it a jump or did somebody throw you on <laughs> I mean throws aggressive because he's little he can't it's, oh, no, it's he's not tossing. a baseball it's a toss okay it's a, it's a gentle toss and we we obviously tape him with velcro so he doesn't bounce off he just sticks to the thing and then he's got to figure out to wiggle out 
to be fair, this is not Lord of the Rings. I am not the little guy that said, toss me. That's not me. I am not that no, guy. No, he said, toss my salad. He was way bigger than me, so let's be real. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just finish that story right there. We're going to go ahead and pass that to Scott. Oh, please, Scott. Uh, who, who asked the question initially, so please, with, go ahead. And honestly, I asked the question hoping that you guys would have way better answers than I did because I don't have much. I don't. Um, my my best dumbest day. It pretty much all gets away with getting away with DUIs. Which, let's be honest, as I it's a really bad. Would you like to give me beer? We don't. It's really that. bad. Do it's that. really bad, and I use, that's all in my youth. Uh, two wonderful books. One, not an advertisement. Natural Harvest, semen-based cookbook. Two, semenology. How you can use cum to make your drinks better. Both are great books. And also, maybe you want to, I don't know, you know, you're a pretty lady, and you've got a good heart. It's your vines that get out of control. And by your vines, I think we know we're all talking about your body order. And this is where we get to showering and spraying you off of the hose. Mm. So when you walk by and Scott's spraying with the hose, it's not out of vengeance. It's not that he doesn't like your vines. It's that you need fresh water to touch your skin, hopefully next time with soap, and you can be a part of the community, right? Yeah. And then, as you embrace the community and enjoy it, we're going to ease you into things, right? Debbie. Let's talk about Debbie. Oh, let's circle back to Debbie, please. So, uh, we, uh, the Silverthorn Resort. Resort Pizza Bar, and, or Pizza and Pub, or uh, something like that, right? Something yeah, like Silverthorn. Uh, by the way, here. I'm not the most sober person, so. Here's the deal. When, no, you, when you go to check into Silverthorn this year, because it's been such a shitty year in California and there's no water in Lake Shasta, they make you wait for about two hours after your check-in time for your houseboat, but they say, hey, go see Debbie at the pizza pub and she will serve you beers until your boat's ready in the next 30 minutes. Then you spend two hours hanging out with Debbie. And you get to learn a lot And you get to learn a lot about Debbie. So one, um, I would like to say to the owners or the managerial partners, whatever this conglomerate looks like of raging, aggressive capitalists trying to bleed every piece of joy out of a hard worker like Debbie, I would like to remind you guys that just giving her a golden slice of pizza as a gift for 10 years of hard work is not okay because Debbie's a saint. She's a, so we meet Debbie. De- De- actually, Debbie deserves the earrings, the matching earrings. And the belt buckle. And the belt buckle, buckle. not yes. just the necklace. And if you want to be nice, you're going to get her some fun shoes. Debbie doesn't just do Dallas. Debbie also no. needs... She does well played, Lake Shasta. She also needs new cookbooks. And she needs some new... So we, <laughs> Eric and I meet Debbie, and I said, Eric, can I buy you a beer? And he said, yes. And I look, and I find the cheapest beer, and I go, I'll take a Coors Yellow Belly. And he goes, Debbie, what's your most expensive? And also, do you and have... And also, a, do you have ID? <laughs> oh, also, and do you have a, a, a high chair? 
Yeah, and so I, he pulled out, he took a step ladder off of his backpack, and he climbed up, and got on top of the bar stool, and he's like, here's my ID. And the and booster then, seat. And the booster seat, and his hands aren't big enough to really pick up the glass, so she gave him a straw, which is kind of nice, right? And Daddy's a classy lady, she gave him a straw, and he's just, Mur. and I was like, wow, that is really sexual. And he goes, well, it's the only way I know to drink, and I'm like, that's fine. So we, we really became friends with Daddy, the whole group did. And then, I don't know what triggered in my brain what happened, but I love to give gifts. Well, you, you realize that her cocktail menu was... Um, I mean, the Hawaiian hammer was, was on yeah. the menu, along with the peach fuzz. And I was just like, these are great names, it's lacking. but they're lacking substance. Yes. They're lacking depth. Pro they're and lacking protein. Protein and, and texture <laughs> and context that gives life. Stay with me here. So, what did we do? <laughs> I got on Jeff Bezos's Amazon, and I said, "Jeff, I have an idea. Give me what you got. I would like to uh, send a a, a now. Uh, you can think about this. She serves food and drinks, but she really only serves pizza. So, you, the cookbook is kind of a misplaced step because." Debbie's still only going to make the pizza. And actually, she's not going to make it. It's some weird, horny 14-year-old back there. And he's walking around half the time. You see him. He's like, Jesus, dude, can you just tuck the boner? Can you just put it up? You know, when you're a kid and you're a boy and you get a boner, you like to pull it up and put it underneath the belt buckle. And that just holds the head in place because it's so uncomfortable. And then it just looks like you're, you're fatter instead of having a boner. And people are like, why would you like And by the way, I would like this. In all this, we're accepting everything in society. Let 14-year-old boys run around with boners and not try to hide them, okay? Just let them walk around in their sweatpants with, with big and little dicks just running around poking people, being like, pardon me, pardon me. You know, if it's Eric, obviously someone's hitting your shins, and that's okay, too. It's weird to have a dick hit your shins, but at the same time, there's a fetish for everyone. I think the things that happen. It's okay. We're not judging. We're just saying he has the freedom to have a boner. And if that boner hits your lower calf, left hand, left left calf, left calf or ankle, right? And you're like, but he's standing on my right. How did it curve all the way around? What's going on? How does he get a girl pregnant around the block? Well, he's a talented man. I've done it twice. Twice. He's done it twice. By the way. So you just you got you got to really just run with this and accept it. So you got a horny kid making Alfredo clam sauce pizzas, hoping to get laid one day. Just watching too many pornos. You got Debbie, who's just giving back to society as best she can. And then me, who's like, I want to give back to Debbie because I like to give back too. And as we all do. So I thought, man, do I get Debbie a cookbook? Maybe she can take it home. Her and the husband can do some fun things. And I'm like, you know what? I, Debbie's talents are best served at a full bar with lots of people. So... I went on Amazon with my beautiful, strong, vitamin-filled memory of a man, of a memory of almost a 20-year-old, probably more of a 19-year-old. I mean, really a strong memory that can just reach back into the catalogs and pull out information in a jiffy, right? Because of just who I am and my mental strength and in my agility of where I've grown, and I ordered a semenology, a cookbook. I'm sorry, a, a mixology book where every drink also has a unique 
and different ingredient. And it's the same unique different ingredient for every one of the drinks. And it's called cum. And now if you're wondering, ooh, that sounds gross, look around. Is there a man next to you? You can't find one? Look down next to your knee. Is there a man there? There he is. You can jerk it's him Eric. off. <laughs> it's me. Here I am. Here I am. You can jerk him off and and you can have a pina colada. Come here, okay? Eric. I want to jerk you off. And guess what? You don't have to milk a cow anymore, okay? You don't have to do those horrific things. You can just throw some semen there, and you're going to meet your protein guidelines as well as your carb guidelines, and you're going to get the bonus of some sweet sugar and alcohol. It's a win-win for everyone. So I ordered Debbie this book, but without, I did not tell her she was getting a book based on how she should jerk people off to make better cocktails. She got it today. Well, I know she got it today because one of the requests that I put in when I called Jeff Bezos is I said, make sure she signs for it. And he's like, of course, Jason, there's anything else I can do for you. And I was like, mm, I'm kind of busy. I've got to go. There's someone nipping at my heels. And it was Eric because he wanted some M&Ms. And I said, Eric, can you have M&Ms? Like, like all of them or just one of them? Because one of them, you're like a chipmunk. You're just going to eat the claw. You're going to get the color off and the chocolate. And then you've got to handle the whole nut. And that's a lot for you to handle with your tiny tummy. I don't want you to bite it. Okay? Oh, okay. All right, Jason. Proceed. Please. I'm all ears. So. <laughs> tiny body. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Wheels, yeah. wheels, <laughs> wheels, wheels are falling off, folks. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so Debbie is a taller woman looking at me eye to eye. She's like, hey, what did, you, what did you get me? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Well, tomorrow we get to go see Debbie. I mean, I get to go see Debbie. Right? I'll carry Eric in. We're going to do it. <laughs> like a baby Bjorn. Like he's going to like yeah. fully embrace it. Sorry, go ahead. I'm not going to make him walk. There's a lot of steps for him. I got, I got Pavement's small. hot. And, I mean, what's your, what's your dog's TikTok again? Uh, Bruno's Daily Stroke. I wouldn't make Bruno walk in the heat that close to the ground. That's asphalt. heat's very fast, okay? I'm not going to torture my friend. I'm going to carry him like a gentleman. Alright? A distinguished gentleman. Distinguished gentleman. Alright? Some little people right. can be carried. Do you, do you think you get a, a great name like Graybush by just letting little people just be that close to hot asphalt? No. You take care of them. Just like I took care of Debbie. By getting her a drink mixology book. Which, by the way, when I looked around the room and I saw all of the people there drinking, I noticed 72.3% were men. Those are all people that can provide semen for drinks for other people. What is it called? Natural. Semenology. Semenology, a mixologist's guide to making drinks with cum. The cookbook is called Natural Harvest, where you can make fun things like Alfredo sauce, spunky chicken wings. I've got an idea. Avocado with cum inside. I mean, cum. sometimes, guess what? The puns run out, and you just have to be honest and just look and say, this is fried chicken with cum on top. Enjoy. Come brulee. Come brulee. They're all good things. And it's something that's available in almost every home and obviously with Debbie in her bar. So I thought she could help her customers out, her customers could help her out. They would really exchange a lot of fun ideas. 
and a lot of fun semen. And then you got to find out, oh, Bob likes asparagus, you know, this guy drinks too much. you got to find a lot of things out. Semen's very unique and fun. If you have not eaten it lately, <laughs> maybe get arrested or prison. <laughs> try it all. And by the way, don't try your own. That's like eating your own boogers. That's disgusting. All right? Try someone else's. All right? Be adventurous. All right? Just not because it, it comes in powder yeah. form. So. Not, yeah. I mean, I come dust. So. <laughs> I'm more like the evaporated milk. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm, I, I powder the donut. All right, <laughs> Eric glazes it, but it's not a real donut. He glazes the donut whole because that's all he can glaze. <laughs> Touche. Touche, sir. Okay. All right. You're right. Folks, we're at three hours. Uh, it is so long. I Except just want Eric. to say, if you've been here the whole time. By the way, this is like 10 hours for Eric. His steps are so small. His little heart's been racing this whole time. Alright? I mean, he's the pre the little people just running this. So, now, let's go around the table. If someone wants to get social with you, Eric, little person Instagram. First of all, how do they download it, and then where do they find you? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Littlepeopleonly.com. Littlepeoplebigworld.com. No, that's not me. That's not me. Uh, uh, Instagram's egokuton. And I'm not even going to spell it because there's going to be a joke in there somewhere. So. Oh, there will be a joke in there for sure. Absolutely. So go ahead, Scott. Scott, Colorblind Designs, how, how, how do people find you? Uh, if, they, if they want to find regular six packs or, color, you know. It's uh, colorblind.design. On Sweet. Instagram and it's Bruno's Daily Strokes on TikTok. I also have a Instagram for Colorblind Design. You'll find me there. It's just Colorblind Design on TikTok. Yeah, you, you, you. you can find me at uh, wherever you can find Scott at <laughs> colorblinddesign.com. I like I like how that's left off. He's like, you know what? Just just don't find brother. me. Don't find me. Right. <laughs> just Talk don't find me. <laughs> Horse, by all means, let's find out how people can. Stalk you. No one needs to stalk me. They just need to look a little harder for Eric because he's so low to the ground. <laughs> Can I just say, I have not sure how this turned in to a little person bashing session about me. I'm, I'm not like, mad at it. Three it's days all, Three days of Call Me Graybush? That's fair. That okay. is fair. He, now, he, now, he has been waiting three days for this. And he has been waiting literally been for waiting the moment for it pounds on you. This moment right here. <laughs> but you didn't have to jump very high. I did not have to jump that high because I'm so small and so compact. And listen, people are worried. They're like, oh, white guy vertical? Don't worry about it. All right, listen. I got this. Handles. Handles. Mm -hmm. Folks, with that said, now is your favorite time of the podcast. When my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit by herself. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>